Welcome to I Am a Hateful Man, a Game of Thrones, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our one favorite character, Brienne of Tarth. Man, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. everyone i guess you see where this episode is heading um i am oh god i really have not i'm so discombobulated i'm even messing this up um i am guile i tweet at door podcast and tonight i'm joined by lot hi i'm lot lady of tarth hyphen posts on tumblr and eon hey this is eon i'm eon blue negative on tumblr and clotho Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Devin? Hi, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And, um, Jimmo. Sorry, <laughs> <are> you guys. <laughs> this is Jimmo. Um, you can find me um, at Jimmo on Tumblr. So tonight we're here to discuss Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. Um, I think we had all hoped we would be gathering here under happier circumstances, but um, friends, shippers, show only viewers, lend me your ears. We come to very Game of Thrones, not to praise it. You haven't been paying attention. A <laughs> 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 um, general spoiler warning, and also um, it's very likely there'll be discussions of leaks or fake leaks for the final two episodes of the series. So um, if you're not into that, uh, just beware. Um, you might have to take, you might have to uh, hit me up. Or just not listen to us. I don't know. You probably don't want to listen to us. I wish we had like a funeral dirge, like instead of the intro music we usually use. Like a dirge of some kind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and also, you know, standard trigger warnings for rape in this episode as well. Um, so speaking of funerals, we open up with the mass funeral of casualties from the Battle for the Dawn. Um, or whatever worse name they're calling it on the show. And we get a little special... The Great War, is that what they're calling it? Yeah, that's what they called it for some goddamn reason. It's like calling it World War War I, and you know that World War II is going to happen. Give it a better name. Next episode. Um, Well, that's good, though, because I feel like, you know, thematically, WW2 is stronger than WW1, so... (laughs) that'll be better <laughs> we're pinning our hopes on now <laughs> I'm pinning my hopes on a WW terrible loose here. parallels to actual <laughs> history I mean it's been like 80 well, it's been like 75 years since um, D-Day so I think it's okay to make WW2 jokes too right soon. too soon <laughs> too soon uh, okay we're gonna get mail about that. So yes, we're gonna get WW2 shaming mail. Yeah. We could get a WW2 vet pissed off that I compared. <laughs> what? I don't even. I don't give a fuck anymore. I will take two vet listening to us. That would be so cool. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> you know, keeping the dreams alive, folks. So, <laughs> so we get a little special attention to the bodies of, um, you know, Danny saying goodbye to Jorah and then Sansa to Theon. And in one of, like, really the highlights of the episode, <laughs> we didn't know it at the time, um, Sansa places a stark pin on, on Theon's body. So he, you know, gets, he gets buried or burned up as, as a Stark in a way. So that's quite touching. Um, John delivers a speech about how the living need to make their sacrifice worth it and keep the dead alive in their memory. And there's a lot of nice um, callbacks to the eulogies given to the members of the Night's Watch. Um, and we see the mem- some of the members of the main cast light the funeral pyres for the various red shirts. And we see final shots of the main characters that die. So we see John, Theon, Ed, Liana, that one Dothraki dude, and Beric. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. We don't even know the dude's name, do we? I mean, we probably do, but why would we remember? So, um, what did you guys think of that scene? Any any comments? Mm. I, I loved Sansa placing the pin on Theon. Just mm. uh, after uh, he split ways with Yara, it was kind of evident that he was going to die and like I liked that he died a Stark in Winterfell so I love that and John's yeah. speech was nice yeah. yeah I mean Sansa sold this scene yeah, for me it was yeah. the only emotional kind of chord that I felt was with Theon and Sansa that moment so we cut to the celebratory feast and we start with Gendry asking the Hound where Arya is because you know, he wants to get some post-battle ass, which the Hound calls him out on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. basically he's like, you know, I, I get it. Go for it. Um, Danny notices Gendry and suddenly decides to legitimize him as Gendry Baratheon, Baratheon the new Lord of Storm's End. And, um, hey, do you guys know any, any people from the Stormlands that might have <laughs> Been, that might have been at all interested in this, you know, having a new liege yeah. lord, for example, like anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's not <laughs> from the Stormlands anyway, because he's Gendry Rivers, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, Gendry doesn't even know his last name either, <laughs> right? But you know, I mean, other any saw... people from Stormlands houses that might have special interest in this? Maybe <laughs> Brienne. Maybe. <laughs> Did I get it right, teacher? Yes, yes, you did. I saw a a really funny response to that, though, about the mess up in Gendry's name. And it's like, give him a break. He's been on a river for seven years. (laughs) (laughs) He's earned that name. (laughs) Danny then has this kind of smug scene where she brags to Tyrion about how awesome she is to make an another ally and then the show does the thing the show does where they try to make the actors sell an entire plot line with a look on their face <laughs> so they have Sansa be like oh fuck and then have her look over at the wildlings mm. but nothing comes of it and I was thinking you know like wouldn't that have actually been an interesting to have her we can put this on the things that would have been cool list which I'm sure we'll have a long one but like how interesting would it have been for her to, example, grant some of the wildlings these deserted northern castles for the same reason? Like, yeah. that would be Makes a relevant sense. way to bring forth their rivalry, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone toasts to Gendry, and there's, like, a great scene of the hound just, like, keeping his head down and eating. 
<laughs> and I did, I enjoyed him for, you know, about two-thirds of, of the feast. Um, One-third not. I think I know uh, that was for you. Yeah, it goes south. Um, so we cut to Jamie and Brienne making eyes as each, at each other as they drink up. And, I mean, this was, you know, that was pretty, frankly, adorable. Um, they obviously were enjoying themselves at this point. It's so and hard to talk about this. Like, no. Yeah, I know. It's like, you're really trying to, like, distance yourself from it now because we've been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, Remember two weeks ago when we were all so fucking happy? Oh, God. Oh, no, we were all... Summer drunk on sunshine, I swear. <laughs> yeah. We were drunk on sunlight, and now we're just drunk. Before, oh. like, we do move on to this scene though I do want to just say like I really felt for Danny in that scene where everyone's oh, yeah. like crazing yeah. up John yes. and like come on and then she sees all the families together like she looks at Tyrion and Jamie and that table and then she's looking all you know she's kind of looking around and seeing how you know I think yeah yeah I think it was kind of a real human moment you know, like everyone out. has someone and she yeah. you know yeah really very isolated have, yeah, yeah. Because, like, everywhere um, she's gone, it's been victory after victory and winning adoration. Uh, yeah. And she comes here, and it's like, yeah. these people don't know how awesome I am. What the fuck? Yeah, she's <laughs> not used to, I, I, no, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, it's her first experience with, with, with the kind of rejection. And, man, I mean, I, it was kind of wrong that, you know, I was they're talking about the dragon. You know, that they were you know, praising him for riding the dragon, like, like, I, I mean, I thought I was, I was like, that's wrong, you know? It's, yeah. Like, oh, oh, there's some woman, more. You know? We're going to unpack yeah. that moment a little bit because there's some, like, like grade A-plus level shitty continuity going on there. So the yeah. we want to get into like, that. The fact, too, that it's, like, Tormund that's doing it and sliding her, like, right to her yeah. face. Yeah. And this whole, like, oh, I'd knight you ten times over bullshit, like... He's supposedly like more progressive than the average, you know, Westerosi male. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what yeah. I was trying to sell him last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and John says nothing, which bothered me. Yeah. I felt like he should have said something in that moment. So we're gonna we're gonna um, go back to some other moments, but on this particular scene, I just want to bring up that when. You know, when Tormund's like, there's a couple things. First, when Tormund's like, who would ride a dragon? What kind of person climbs on a dragon? Um, Tormund climbed on a dragon in episode six last season. He literally climbed on Drogon as Danny was like yeah, clinging you know, to Danny. He was like riding him. So, like, like that's yeah. who. Like, did you fucking dumb. Okay, here it comes. Did you fucking dumbass writers forget what you wrote yourselves? Like, yeah. a year ago? Like, Jesus fucking Christ, you can't even keep your continuity from four yeah. episodes prior? Ugh. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, it's true. I think also in this in this scene, too, in the background, right behind Tormund, is Dumb and Dumber. In yeah, costume. and I love how no one cares, because we hate them so much. And they look yeah. bad. Like, they looked bad. Yeah. I, like, they legitimately looked crappy. Like, they looked like, I don't know, the, the costuming that day was, you know, for them was crappy. So I then, guys. the other thing is, you know, Tormund's going on and on about how John was resurrected. And, like, should this be a really big deal? Like, everyone's glossing it over, and, like, just feel like you're fucking resurrected. Like, 
What? Like, this has been a problem for me since mm-hmm. it happened, and he left the wall. Mm-hmm. Because as things in the North go, like, one, he left the wall. So that's, like, the first scene of the show. Well, the second scene of the show is somebody being beheaded right. for that same thing. But he was able to leave because he died. And then that never comes up that, no, he left because he was killed and brought back. Like, what the fuck? How was that? That's such a big deal, and it's right. never addressed. And like, it's a logic. It'd be like if no one cared that, like, if, like, the entire religion of Christianity, like, no one gave a shit about the fact that, you know, they think Jesus was resurrected. Like, that's not, like, a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the logic behind this? Because we had Melisandre die, like, right after the battle. Beric died right after the bo- battle. Why is John still around? That'd be interesting. Now, that would have been a twist that right. no one would saw. Just die. Yeah. Come, right? He just, just die. He gave his speech at <laughs> a funeral and just fell over into the... <laughs> just when the White Walkers were killed, yeah, John died. Been, yeah, that would have been, yeah. Damn it! That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, then we could have been spared that goddamn ghost scene. Oh, oh, God. God. Um, I do. There's also another. Okay, so there's another little pointless scene where Tyrion notes that Bran has a new wheelchair, and Bran basically was looking in the past and saw it. So, like, I feel like <laughs> he's in his catalog. He's shopping <laughs> for things during like the battle. Amazon shit during the long night. <laughs> Prime brought it. Amazon like Prime. Online shopping. <laughs> you got Prime now. Same day delivery. Oh god. Everybody copes differently. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what you're going back in the past to look at, Brand. <laughs> like what the fuck? And no one's utilizing him. Like why? Again, so many like so many times they do this shit where you. If you were, like, a, just a normal human being, you would ask someone questions if they did. Like, if you knew that he was, like, an oracle, people would be bugging him. Can you help us out? What do we need to do? All the time. <laughs> Can I tell you something else that drove me nuts in that, like, whole drinking game between, like, Jamie and... Yeah. Yep, that's our Here. next scene, so please. Okay, so, like, the part where, like, um, Brienne tells Tyrion, you've been married before, and then they just oh, chuckle God. it up. Remember that time you were married and our father God. forced you to gang rape your wife? God, <laughs> that was horrific. And then your yeah. brother lied to you about it? Oh, good times. And then they both looked at each other, Jamie and Tyrion looked at each other and smiled. I was like, what the heck is this? Oh, yeah. oh. So, it's it's hard because, like, we love Jamie, Bram, Pod, and Tyrion, and they're all, like, very fun and appealing in the scene. But I want to bring up another, like, terrible writing number, like, at least I don't know how many in this episode so far. But this is really, like, to me this was kind of subtle but still really awful. So you have all these characters, and the whole point of the game is to, like, get them to reveal things about themselves. But because the writers are lazy fuckers, they ask they have the characters ask questions that we the audience already know the answer to like you could have Tyrion, pod jamie and brienne asking each other questions that we wouldn't know the yeah. answers to. and they did this <laughs> with ron and shay back in the day as like ways to reveal things about them and they just totally gave like you're an only child like who the fuck asks that are you an who's an only child in yeah, that who wants game? to know who cares right <laughs> like have you ever sharded it yourself that's a question 
It's so modern. I mean, oh God, it's. I mean, I don't know. I. It, it just yeah. It, it was fun again. It was fun to watch to see them camaraderie, but some of it felt dialogue felt kind of stilted and weird and. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like a wasted opportunity because like, the chemistry between the characters is really there and it's just like they go for the most lazy obvious boring one note thing um because i you know again they really don't give a shit and then it was kind of like what i mean i guess they're all drunk so maybe she didn't care and it was kind of sweet to see pod smile and it was kind of interesting oh well pod cared enough to tell jamie about the whole renly thing but that was also a pretty traumatic thing for her and they kind of, the way they play it off is like, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? Because, like, she was, right. I don't know. That wasn't, I don't think that was. It'd be like if they said, I have never got my hand cut off. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, never killed my lover. <laughs> <laughs> I've never fucked my sister. Oh, I know. drinking game we role play a character and then play oh this game the way it should be done if, like, if, my god if, if, or if, ask Tyrion if he ever screwed Cersei in front of Jamie, that would have been fucking hilarious oh my god, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that's realistically Jamie and Tyrion playing that drinking game in front of other people there's a 100% <laughs> chance it's escalating into them goading each other to talk about worse and worse shit they've done <laughs> If if we're going to have questions we know the answers to, that would have at least actually been fun. (laughs) This is a good idea for our next drunk cast. Yeah, Yeah, well, I think Lot even said we could roleplay as characters if we wanted to ask each other the questions. Yeah, who wants to be Larry? Oh, God. Okay. I gotta say, I love the moment when the... Tyrion kind of wingmanned for Jamie and like yeah. stopped Tormund from like following yeah, yeah. and he kind of clicked his horn. <laughs> it was good. I mean, was Jamie sexier than when he just stood up and like <laughs> cock and like like physically cock blocked Tormund? Off? <laughs> <laughs> That's odd, actually. Like, so um, so all this is going on and um, Danny's peeved. And, you know, Varys is watching her like, oh, fuck, she's losing it, which seems a bit drastic. Like, she's probably a little drunk and weepy. And I don't know if any of our audience also watches Vanderpump Rules, but she's basically Stassi, um, like, or the dark side of Stassi. Like, she's just drunk. And, like, if phones existed, she'd be, like, leaving John like, a series of hateful text messages. <laughs> like, that's all that would happen. That's she's like, not going to go yeah. burn the house. That's when you can tell that they're leading the plot because it's like Varys looks so disturbed and there's really nothing to be disturbed about. Like there really just isn't. Right. Right. Like he's Varys was playing what they wrote for later in the episode. (laughs) It didn't make any sense. Exactly. So, um, so the Jamie Brienne group, they're just getting drunker and Tyrion calls out Brienne for being a virgin and and she's offended for some reason because, you know, highborn maidens at this time should not be virgins. Like, (laughs) just don't bring that up in pleasant company at dinner. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's a character. Your first like marriage and and all that stuff. 
So, um, you know, she says she has to piss and leave. That's and... not good. That's not a kid. Like, I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah. Said that. that felt and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tormund sidles in. Jamie stands up and stops him from going after and follows her himself. And, and then it's basically on in the castle. Um, you know, some chick <laughs> starts moving in on Pod and, you know, goes off. And then uh, the, someone starts to hook up with Tormund, and someone tries to get Sandor, and then there's like, Well, and then in the background, did you guys catch Pod with, like, two, with, like, the yeah. girl? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pod leaves with both of them, which... Meh. I mean... <sighs> it could have been one, and that would have been fine. I was it so, He's genuinely adorable, and, I mean, if I was, you know, someone who had just survived the battle, like, and, you know, I'm sure his reputation, you know, even without the stupid reputation, like, he's adorable and, you know, obviously well-connected. Like, I would, you know. You'd menage <laughs> toi as one does after surviving the too, though. This is such a guy-written thing because I just can't see women. What? Okay, what is the benefit to these women to do this? Because they're really young girls. It doesn't look like Tormund has a lot of money. Pod doesn't look like he has a lot of money. Like, it's just so HBO. It's so fake. Women are going to be falling I, all over. Vikings uh, are probably pretty slim with <sighs> fighting. Like the leader of the wildlings, so you can figure like he's got some status, and then Pod, you know, Pod has status via the mm. Lannisters and, and Brienne and stuff. I mean, he's actually probably a fairly good catch. Look at what. Yeah, but realistically, they're not going to like. They know it's a one night stand. I mean, it just seemed. Yeah. Unless they get pregnant, no. <laughs> 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 so terrible. Uh, okay. So, uh, Sander just basically wants his solitude and to go kill his brother. So we see Sansa stop by, and I mean, my heart almost stopped because I was so shocked that they remembered that yeah. Sansa and Sandor like have a relationship, and they start to have what could be a nice chat until Sander makes a comment about her being broken in roughly. Yeah. And Sansa then, you know, basically credits her constant abuse for making her the woman she is today. And it's really, really gross. And Yeah, again, a woman would have written it differently. Yeah. <laughs> and we I don't think we can deny that Sanders a gruff character, but I feel like Sansa's to be his soft spot and yeah, he w- he I think that, that Rory and Sophie play it with tenderness, but mm. the words the characters say kind of Betray them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard they broke you in rough. Just, oh my God. Yeah. No need for that. Mm. It's awful. And, you know, there's been obviously, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Jessica Chastain, of all people, tweeted about. Um, yeah, I saw yeah. that. About, you know, this whole idea that a woman has to be brutalized essentially to, for, you know, to have growth like this and how what an awful ridiculous idea and how indicative of you know this this white cis male yeah i mean and, and, and they, they may not have done it intentionally but it could be viewed as you know because they knew there's a lot of criticism over their use of rape in the show so i mean it just they just you know yeah the, the messages they send in the show are so horrible like mm-hmm. even this episode which is filled with so many just like terrible messages mm-hmm. I, I did they just don't even pay attention to like what messages they're putting out there 
I think they're so lazy at this point as writers that they completely fall back on these like very dated, these very dated and now very offensive tropes, like you know using a rape or using an assault to quote unquote make a woman stronger. You know, like that's just something that was it's so prevalent. And and they should know this. And the thing is, it's either I don't know what their political standing or their beliefs are, but it almost seems like, you know, it seems like an intentional like, oh, we're just going to, you know, we're going to be as un-PC as possible. You know, it seems Mm -hmm. they they love it. (laughs) Yeah. Like they are thumbing their nose, like they're thumbing their noses at criticism. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was kind of one of the worst. I mean, Mm. it's it's awful because I, I do think that it was a nice scene between the actors. But again, um, the words really betrayed the characters a bit or more than a bit. Um, and it was really cool to see, like, you know, a grown. So, you know, it wasn't cool to see that scene, you know, to see what, where they were at when they were filming before, you know, all the years have passed. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But yeah, you can definitely see the sand sand shippers probably yeah. um, were lucky that the show never went there. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so speaking of brokenhearted shippers, we we see Gendry finding Arya, and you know she's busy thinking about killing shit. And he tells her he's not Gendry Rivers, which of, of course he never was, since he, <laughs> if he had the last name, it would have been Waters. And you know tells her what's happened and asks her to marry him. And you know she says no as nicely as possible that she's not a lady and, and that's not her life. Um, and, I mean, I thought it was sad, but I, I thought it was not out of character for Arya. And I, I didn't really hate it. I don't know how you guys felt well, about Gendry it. Gendry seemed a little too goofy. Like, I don't know. He never came off as that goofy before. And that, that kind of felt a little odd to me. But she seemed fine. Like, he was excited. Changes a man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, his circumstances certainly yeah. changed, too. You yeah. know, like. You say drinking and the hive being given all that wealth. <laughs> Yeah. I could see. I don't know. I wasn't mad at her saying no. She's still got shit to do, and it's not the time. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just a, a great callback to season one with Ned when she says, "That's not me." Um, when they're talking, and I mean, even a callback to Gendry saying, um, "You'd be my lady," and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's you know, like it's sad, but yeah, it seems like a sadness that's earned a little bit. You know, right. out of nowhere, which. Um, you know, compared to some of the other things, is at least somewhat satisfying. So um, now we get the scene. We've oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I wish I could remember the who tweets these things because, like, I wish I could give them credit. But somebody wrote, "Gendry's already getting turned down by a start girl. He really is a Baratheon." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Props to whoever tweeted that. So um, we get the Jamie Brienne sexy time. Um, so blink and you'll miss it. But we have, yeah. you know, we have Jamie knocking on Brienne's door with um, Dornish wine, and he's, you know, Nick Nikolai actually does a really good job of playing drunk. Um, and then he starts complaining about the heat, and you know, starting trying to take <laughs> off his clothes, and you know, he can't do it with one hand. He's like biting it, which was kind of funny. <laughs> kind of reminds me of like that Simpsons episode where it's like one of the guys is trying to make out with like uh, the babysitter. He's like, "Oh, now my pants are chafing." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that scene. <laughs> uh... 
But was he, like, actually worried she was a virgin? Like, it seemed like at the yeah, beginning of the scene, he played that off. Oh, like, he wanted her to answer the question he, and drink. Yeah. Is that why he was prodding Podrick for info? Like, he I don't know. He was kind of jealous. He, he was wondering if Tormund and her had something. Because he, that was the first question he asked when he came in. Yeah. And he was like, you didn't drink. So he's, like, really wanting her to drink. <laughs> like, drink your cup. And then that's when he mentioned Tormund. Yeah, and... Brienne tells him he sounds jealous, and yeah. he he says he does. And it's just it's kind of weird. Like the whole like thing was kind of weird. What did uh, he say to her immediately before they kissed? Do you remember that? Because I was trying to, I can't remember. Oh, he said that um, you need to drink. <laughs> you need to and drink. She says. I told you, and it's like, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even understand, like, what are they, I don't understand the conversation. It's like, virgin, like, he's still, like, you need to drink, because... Because you're not a virgin? Like, no. I don't... He was, just, he was just really bad at hitting on her. <laughs> <laughs> Which really was good, was. right? I yeah, it was pretty in thing. character. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole shirt, like, he said it was hot, like, twice in the room, and, like... <laughs> He he walks into her room and starts taking off his clothes and complaining about the heat. Like, Guile, have you watched Game of Thrones yet? Oh, <laughs> God! Oh, God! First he can't get her bra off, then he can't get his, his own bra off. Awesome. <laughs> I can't watch, like, any... Like, I hate this so much that I... I mean, I can't read any of the fun recaps. I can't well, watch called, Game of Thrones. He labeled him a fuckboy, which, you know, that's what we're getting now. Well, but, he is. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. Well, why, did, why did you say, I hate the fucking North? That was, like, out of left field. Why... Where did that come from? Uh, yeah. What is that about? Is that just trying to drop a seed of, like, doubts? Like, Because I, I don't... I mean, not, like, I don't get, like... Everything that they... Get, everything that this scene should have had, they gave to the Jamie Cersei scene in Season 7, when, you know, she kisses his stump, and he wakes up, like, all lovey-dovey eyes at her, like... All of that tenderness and intimacy is what this what this scene should have had, and it mm-hmm. really didn't have yeah. any of it. All it had was two people that we'd wanted to see like fuck for eight seasons. And they saw that so? over and over again to us, like with the white sword tower room where he didn't push her away like he does in the oh, books. Yeah. You know, he rejected her yeah. in the books. Like, oh my god, just Do you think there? I feel I strongly feel like there's more footage of this scene, and yeah. I decided yeah. what kind of endings they were gonna do. They wanted to film multiple whatever to fool people. Well, I mean, we get, like, about five seconds of them making out from, like, the neck up, and that's it. Like, that is literally all that we get. So in the next scene, when we have John and and Danny, we get more of that. We get a longer time of them making out. Yeah, oh, God, I know. So fucking irritating. Like, when that scene came on, I was like, I do not give a fuck about either of you people. Yes! Fuck off my television. Yeah, I I think the problem... I had with at first I was furious with that sex scene with Jamie and Brienne, but then I I, I like it a lot more now. But I still am annoyed that it, this was she is a virgin and this is the first person he has ever slept with besides his sister. Like this is a huge moment, and they don't put any sort of like intimacy or like no romance. Like there's no they, declaration. Yeah. There's no like you know like there's no like revelation or even him. 
Yeah, yeah. this isn't like just a sex scene. Like this is right. like a huge peak of both of their arcs. And they did that with they gave um, Miss Sande and Grey Worm a nice long scene. I mean, they yeah, you know, they gave John and Egret yeah, a good one. They yeah. gave Robin and Talisa a good one. Yeah. But when it's Brienne, it's like <laughs> Brood and Jamie. Yeah, because they've never gotten their character. And I mean, they should have had him. Yeah. They should have had him kiss, and then they should have had him stop. And they, I mean, they yeah, needed like him to say something. Yeah. To say something like, yeah. "Is this okay?" You know. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted know, this. Is this. What you want? You know. Uh, yes. I. You know. Just some. I wanted to see him be like really tender with her and gentle and like. Yeah. Just like laying on the bed, like. You know, both nervous. Mm. You know, like a first time for both of them type of thing. Um, yeah, so I felt kind of robbed with that, but mm. I was okay with the earnestness of it all. Like, I just feel like James. Yeah, and yeah. Well, it was just they needed. I wouldn't have felt yeah. like me if he like slowed his roll and was well, like, that, for me, it wasn't talk about this like a teen, you know, after school special. Like, I just, yeah, <laughs> for me, it wasn't like so much of like I liked the urgency at first, but then I wanted it to kind of slow down after that, you know, to show like a. Like, they are desperate for each other, but then they kind of realize what they're doing, and they slow down, and are just, like, nervous, you know? I don't know. Just a little bit more of intimacy. It would have been funny if she was a more of an awkward kisser. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. he's an awkward that's kisser. That's her first kiss. Let's, like, the shouldn't <laughs> Yeah, she was all over him, too, with that kiss. <laughs> you know... Unpopular opinion. I actually, I mean, I think Nikolai is not very good at like the sex and the kissing scenes. Like, so I don't know what it is. I just don't think he's good at it. I thought he was pretty hot in that um that movie, The Headhunters. I thought he looked pretty hot in that scene. With uh, he always looks hot. Well, I, mean, I thought, was, yeah, I thought his, his movements were pretty hot in that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other. I found it hot. I did. Like the he he's got good hand acting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, his hands are super hot in this episode. <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, it back, I liked it a lot better. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Checked out. It's like a David's like. To be longer, it was far too short. In the yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and was there damn. a little time? There was a little time in between his creepy looking over at her, right? Because that was the first thing that gave me a sinking feeling when he looked over. You know, other than yeah, yeah. Was that was really creepy. Any scene, which I don't even really. Does anyone want to talk about it? I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it was> awesome. <laughs> like, whatever. So then we get the postcoital. Um, Jamie Brienne scene where he is like kind of looking pensive, and my notes just say. Jamie looks pensive and not lovey-dovey, which, mm, fuck you, D&D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a huge problem with that. Yeah, it was really scary. <laughs> my, my boyfriend turned to me and he was like, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he knows that, that was not good. It almost looked like he wanted to murder. Like, it was kind of creepy. I just something that really creeped me out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like um, a coyote ugly kind of look on his face. Which was <laughs> I didn't need that. I did not need that. Uh, which is just like so insulting too like oh i just hate i hate this so much um so i don't want to talk about it anymore so (laughs) um war council scene uh they've lost half their forces sansa thinks they need rest danny is like fuck that 
Um, Tyrion wants reassurance that they're going to get rid of Cersei without destroying King's Landing. And also, apparently, there's a new Prince of Dorne, but the writers can't be asked to give him a name. Um, they're going to move to Dragonstone and attack, but Jamie's going to stay in Winterfell as um, a guest of Lady Sansa. And, you know, Bran gives a little smile about that. Um, would have been nice to, like, have any discussion or, or anything about, like, what they're doing. But, you know, what, whatever. Um... So at, after this council meeting, Arya corners John so that basically they can all tell him how much they hate his girlfriend. And <laughs> <laughs> even though they needed Danny, what tough love intervention? Yeah, it's basically an intervention. <laughs> um, they, you know, yeah, they needed Danny to defeat the dead, but they don't trust her because he's not a Stark. She's not a Stark. And then John caves and begs them to keep a secret, which they all agree to, and then asks Bran to tell them. And we don't actually see Bran tell them or the reaction to the news of who John is, because uh, LOL is what I like. I don't know yeah, why. It would have been fucking wonderful to oh, see that. God, yeah, so, I know. so yeah. So then we get this weird, like, where the fuck are they even? It's like Jamie and Tyrion in some, it's- like, it's little that cabin attached to a stable. Yeah, Remember when he brought him house. prostitutes and like said, "Go on, get in there." Yeah. I think it's the same building, same place. Yeah. So they're living in a oh, that's hotel. What they would do. It's like a B and B. So like Jamie and Tyrion have rooms no at a B and B. No one's there. But no one. And <laughs> they're yeah, they're chatting about Jamie's sexy times, and Tyrion is kind of gross about it. Like, yeah, who asks that? Isn't that weird? There. Like, who says that? That doesn't even seem like any time. You know, like they're they're trying to go Perfect. for like some olden time. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Perfectly acted by Nikolai, though. He's like, that's like none of your business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was accurate. I was. I, I really liked that moment. I was like, yeah, you know, have <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, a gentleman. <laughs> I mean. Like, I get that it would, realistically, Tyrion and Jamie would talk about this, and they're guys, and they would probably be gross Not about it. Way. But give us, the, give us the Brienne-Sansa scene where Sansa's, like, asking about the D, and, like, then maybe asks, like, you know, what is it like to, what is it like to be with someone you love? You know, like, wouldn't that be, like, a great scene? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So that would have been better. so good. And then oh. you'd have, like, Brienne also, like, admitting that the, fe- you know, there's feelings behind it even, which she don't yeah. have to either of them. She's got to, you know, answer her lady. So, y'all, the awkwardness all would have been beautiful. I mean, it could even be fun. It could just, I mean, it could be, like, really sweet, like, what is it like? But it also could just be, like, what's the D? You know? <laughs> 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 we want to <laughs> Sorry, I'm Tyrion right now. <laughs> so then, the like, maybe one of the dumber scenes of an extremely dumb episode happens. So Bronn comes in from nowhere, which, no, literally, is he, he just walking around the fell with a guy? Who the fuck knows? And that building was with a crossbow under his arm, wandering aimlessly acro- around the north. That building was fucking empty, and that wood sound travels when you're what? Like that's bullshit. Like fucking stealth ass brawn. What the fuck? Yeah, because it was like creakiest door. Yeah. Like when he was like closing it, but yeah. somehow he was standing there long enough so to hear their conversation. Yeah. <laughs> So he tells him about Cersei's plan, and Tyrion just counters her offer of River Run with Highgarden, and they jabber and fight about it a little bit. Honestly, what does Jamie care if Bronn gets River Run? Like, why? He's suddenly classist and offended. Yeah. (laughs) 
Sorry. And then Bran just leaves and like, oh, I'll find you later. Like, where does he go? How does he get there? What's happening? Yeah. Who fucking knows? Like, it's so stupid. I will like, find you when the war is done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. But back in my more hopeful days, as of yesterday, <laughs> things have changed. I really felt like, okay, so this is where Jamie's like really freaked out and he realizes his sister's a legitimate threat and they're never mm-hmm. going to be safe and they're never going to be happy as long as, you know, she's alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what so we're all and I guess we should talk about how Jamie, this is where we know Tyrion and Jamie also talked about how Jamie was going to stay in the North. Like, yeah. yeah and, and he was perfectly in. Yeah. yeah, they even cheered to his happiness. Yeah. But he like, didn't seem happy. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he was smiling, and he, I thought he seemed happy. Yeah. He seemed happy to me. All right. Okay. So here's what I thought. This was the most. I thought this was the most like beautiful scene of the episode. We see Sander riding off alone, and he's quickly joined by by Arya as she also goes south. And you know, she she tells Sander that she's you know never coming back, which fine. Again, this seems somewhat in character with Arya, but what was the point of her scene with Jon? So she's the one who starts off this whole, you rah rah, we're family shtick, and then she immediately leaves her family forever. (laughs) Yeah, either she plans to die or what? Like, what does she do after she goes to King's Landing and does whatever she needs to do? Because as good as an assassin she is, she shouldn't feel like she's going to die in whatever she's going to do. So, like, where the, where the fuck is she going if not back right. to the north? It, just, it made no sense after the scene. Like you said, the scene with John and Sansa and Bran before. What if you beat like, the Night King, who are you scared of? <laughs> well, also, like, maybe, like, Arya was in the War Council. So, Arya was an assassin who just killed, like, the greatest threat to humanity. How come no one in that council was like, hey, we have a fucking master assassin. <laughs> yes. A faceless man. Yes. Why don't we sneak her in and just fucking kill Cersei and it's over? How is this not a strategy? Easily, oh my gosh, she could have easily taken Clyburn out and got close enough to Cersei. Like, why would... Even this whole, like, now we know that's probably, like, not true, but that whole twist that everybody thought was going to happen. I mean, why? It's just stupidity. It's like, why not think of, like, an easier solution to their, all their problems? I mean, did, <laughs> didn't the showrunner say that, all, like, I, somebody tweeted at me that they literally said that Danny forgot about yes. your run and it's, yeah, so, so, so they said that so yeah they literally so, said that nobody so nobody thinking about Arya being an assassin doesn't oh, surprise me no. if that like that is such terrible. bullshit terrible so in our next terrible scene we have Tyrion and Sansa and Tyrion tries to convince Sansa that Danny's not that bad and Sansa asks you know what if there's a better option and then we assume she tells Tyrion who Jon really is but again, we don't actually see her tell him. Why the fuck do we not get to see anyone learn this news? Like, what the fucking deal? It's so such huge, such huge news mm-hmm. that, and we get no like none of the reactions we want to it. The things they have cut away from this season have been ridiculous. Uh-huh. Okay, so now Tormund leaves with the wildlings to go back north, and John gives ghost away. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, like I, I was literally crying. Like I was crying. Like I threw the pillow I had in my lap. I was sick. 
that this happened. Like, because Ghost, I, I, like, in the book, like, it's, it's, he, oh, he, he lost a fucking ear. You know how Ghost looks in this episode? That's how I feel. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, like, so I know in the books, Ghost doesn't, like, he doesn't make a sound. In the show, I feel like he's never made a sound, and he fucking whimpered. And, like, I was about to lose my goddamn mind. So there's a Twitter discourse that apparently because um, the wolves are in work Canada, like that's why they couldn't have John pet him. Why didn't they fly him there? Like they flew like people to see the bear. Like you know, Wait, so it's like a bear. Canadian filming rule that you can't pet <laughs> right. wolves on well, screen. Also, like you could have <laughs> just had John go, you know, wolf. Ghost, come here, come here, ghost, and then have ghost loping towards him, and then cut away because he cut away from every other fucking thing before I mean, the resolution. They, so just do that. They did it when he left. Um, when he left her, when he left Wolf, uh, Ghost with a sense of like, take care of her for me. Watch, like they could have done something like that again. Yes. Uh, and totally. why doesn't he leave Ghost at Winterfell anyway? Like, right. Why, like, why is he in the tournament? Like, Bran doesn't have a wolf anymore. Bran's not Bran, but like Sansa, that oh, it just. Mm. <laughs> When I lost her direwolf, yeah, I totally agree. Like she, like he should have left Ghost in Winterfell. Yeah. When I go on vacation and leave my dog with my brother, I mean, my dog loves my brother. My brother loves my dog. They they're totally in love with each other to the point where she's not even that happy when I come home. But like, I'm devastated. Like I feel so sad. Yeah, John's a shit pet owner. John's yep. a terrible pet owner. Like basically, everyone it's like is. He got so is Danny. Girlfriend who doesn't like his dog, and he was like, "Fuck you, God. dog." Like, if the show was intelligent and well written, you could make an argument like, you know, oh, this is John embracing his Targaryen side over his Stark side, which again is kind of insulting because like, <laughs> Lyanna is a Stark. Like, he's just as much of a Stark yeah. as he was when he he's literally exactly the same amount of Stark. He was before exactly. So, He's no less. Stark. That was weird too. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. But yeah, like I like, and I got that tweeted at me as well. Like that. Well, he's a dragon person now, or and, and like, and I've seen other people say like that he is embracing his Targaryen side. That's not what the fuck is happening here. Yeah. No. The show is just awfully written. Like that's that's. And they never happening. cared about like, the direwolves, and they, they didn't, and they didn't care that. about the direwolves anyway. And like I even saw it was a tweet that said. Well, John wouldn't have to say goodbye to Ghost because they're so connected that Ghost. No, 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 no. The show has set none of that up, so you shut the fuck up with that. Stupidest reasoning I've ever heard. That's so dumb. You're super supernaturally connected. Saying goodbye is no problem. Yeah. I hate watching people try to make sense of just poor writing. Like, just acknowledge it sucks. <laughs> like, and okay to criticize. And exactly. Such, and they're such bitches too, because they always like get so sensitive about it. It's like they you, they have to immediately respond. Like you know what I mean? They have to do. <laughs> oh, you know we did X Y Z. There's a lot of show shills and people that are you know keeping access to people with the show that are like really. Frankly, there's frankly people who are being huge assholes about any criticism of the show, and yeah. it's it, kind of infuriating. Yeah, no. I, I can't stand it. So, okay, we've got a couple more shitty scenes to get through, guys. Um, so, uh, Sam Gilly are they all shitty? Oh, they're pretty much all <laughs> shitty from this point on, yeah. Yeah, from so, this point on, yeah. Sam and Gilly say goodbye, and we find out Gilly's pregnant. But here's my questions, and let me see if any of you can answer any of these. 
hey, what are Sam and Gilly doing? Are they staying in Winterfell? Are they going north of the wall? Are they going they don't to Horn? Tough, right? Do you have any idea what they're doing I and thought, where they're going? I was thinking maybe they go back to. Does their house still exist? The house Tarly, uh, or is it just? Yeah, none of that matters. None of that matters. They the don't point tell us. is, <laughs> Sam and Gilly are having lots of sex. That's all that matters. <laughs> that, that's yeah. That's all. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't matter, but like, really, where are they going? What are they doing? I'm like, assuming they're going to Horn Hill, but are they? But by watching that scene, it, like I'm looking at them, like, well, the wildlings are leaving. So is Sam, is Gilly going back beyond the wall to live as a wildling and Sam is going with her? Like, is that what's happening? Because they're all leaving at the same time. So, right. I mean, but yeah, like, they, they don't leaving? answer they any just, questions here. Yeah. Or are they just saying this goodbye because John's leaving and they're staying at Winterfell? This is Sch- Schrodinger, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. <laughs> he could be. <laughs> oh, well, it's could just. Be anywhere. Yeah, it's just so like, and it's not like it take it would take a lot of time. It would just take someone to fucking care for like a minute. Yeah, just a minute. I mean, he could have had heart hearts bane in his hand, and that could have been an indication that he was going yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they probably true. don't remember that that sword exists anymore. Yeah, because Jorah's not around. Oh, we sent a raven to my we sent a raven to my mother and sister, and you know they're so relieved. Like what? Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. Any anything. One line of dialogue. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So there. So. There's a million fucking things wrong with this episode. There are some interesting things. And the interesting things, I think, to me anyway, was the various Tyrion conversations are actually decent. Mm-hmm. I thought those were not too bad. So we get one of those on the Targaryen fleet. Um, and Tyrion's now obviously told Varys about who Jon is. And, you know, Varys is really thinking John has the better claim and that it's inevitable that he's going to get it. The thing that really pissed me off, though, is that Varys is all like, John's a war hero, which, like, uh, fuck you. Uh, How is Danny not a war hero, like, what too? what the fuck do you think yeah. Danny is exactly? Like, right. like yeah. what are you saying? And then, of course, that devo- dissolves into cock conversation. Yeah. 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 Well, he has a cock, uh, which, you know, fuck you again. Like, she has a dragon. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean, at this point, we've established that unusual things are happening, that the norms don't apply here, so yeah. that doesn't really count anymore. So... You know, this is Ver- Varys is really coming down hard on the John side, while Tyrion is still clinging to the Danny side. Okay, more shit. It's amazing, like when you actually recap it, and you're like, wow, literally every scene is just fucking horrible. So anyway, Danny, Drogon, and Rhaegal are flying around, but somehow, even though she's flying, you know, several hundred feet in the air on a clear sky, no, no clouds, no fog, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't see an entire naval fleet. <laughs> uh, they were hiding behind some rocks. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were on the other side of the island, and it's a pretty big island from what I've seen people saying. Get the fuck I, I mean, I feel like this is all their fault. I feel like this and they getting caught is all their fault. Like, from watching this, like, there's nothing in this that, that makes me feel sorry. Like, you know, I feel sorry for her for dying, but not for Dan. I mean, this is her fault. She fucked up. Oh, it's totally our fault. Even like going down there right away, that was yeah. Like, yeah, like she like, should have listened to Sansa. Yeah, yeah. and then so, how did you... oh, okay, go on. Yeah, no, I was gonna say Euron. He fires several one in a million shots in a row into Rhaegal, and you know sends him spiraling down in the sea. I thought, can't hit okay, okay. Danny. 
but he can't hit Danny. And then oh Danny flies really close to the what fleet. But like never What was that? Like, Jakaris is anyone. Never yeah. Jakaris is anything. Why? What, what, what did you guys read that as? And why did she fly off? I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What is happening? I just thought it's one of the dumber things in an incredibly dumb episode. <laughs> you know, I always wondered. I always wondered why they never tried to suit the dragons up in some sort yeah, of armor, especially right. after Viseron died. Right? Just protect her last two, what she feels are the, her children. She'd want to protect them too. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's too logical and smart. <laughs> yeah, this this ass. just <laughs> <laughs> this might be like an unpopular opinion, but I thought Rhaegal's like death was actually pretty cool looking. <laughs> oh, visually, no, 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 visually, visually, yeah, yeah, visually. Like, yeah. The, what was it? Three shots that hit him, yeah. and then, like the final. Yeah, like yeah, he's definitely dead because this went right through his neck. Yeah, like, I thought I thought it was well done, but like yeah. it just makes no sense that yeah. they that a fleet of ships was not seen. Like that's that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. And, and those ships, like my husband was talking about, how they're like they look cool, but they'd be terrible. Like they wouldn't be able to turn easily. Yeah. Like the design fly of them around, terrible. burn every level. Right? Like, like how like, those things wouldn't. <laughs> it just, I mean, it just, and I've seen people defending it, and like people that I know are smarter than this. And it's the thing, like. And it's been happening like the last few seasons where I'm like, okay, you're paid by HBO because there's no goddamn way that, like, because <laughs> you're, you're smarter than this and I know you are. And we've so seen it, the dragons yeah. burn the fleet in Marine. Like, we've in Marine, seen this yes. before. Yes, yes. It's a repeat of what happened with the Night King with the javelin. You'd think they'd find a figure out a way to attack where they wouldn't be just coming straight at someone shooting at them. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're they're the dumbest. Like everything in this episode is the dumbest version of of anything. Like and yeah, and that's like people. So like, like I got a lot of tweets about. Well, Georgia said the books are going to end the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, broad joke, maybe, but I can yeah. tell you this: it's well, not going to end with God. I don't Thursday. believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah. Sure yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about the bittersweet ending. We're being fed a shit sandwich. Right. Was that and you? I'm like. Um, Ginmo that shared that one from George Martin where he said, I don't, you know, things could, if I had finished the books or something, somebody shared that in a chat or something. George Martin said, well, if I had finished the books, the ending would probably be a lot, like, it sounded like you're saying it was going to be a lot different. Right. The best is this, oh, yeah, he yeah. sent, like, so he wrote some message on his blog about how, um, you know, oh, how wonderfully Ed Gaines Oh, it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh, God. That, he, so he said, like, shade. that they were able to handle all these characters. And service them so well was yeah. brilliant. Like the way he said it, and I like I was reading it as like, oh, he's shitting on. Yeah, it was hilarious. But yeah, but my point is that they they could in the same way. Whatever. My point is how we got there yeah. and all the bullshit. Like none of this makes sense. Well, so I think he just gave him yeah. like broad strokes now too because some of these things that they're doing i'm like there's no way in hell he's gonna write this in the books like some of the stuff that we know for later and stuff like i think he gave them this is what happens to this character this is where they end i think that's what he gave them and now yeah like very general like very general yes this person survives, this person dies, this person gets married, there, that's it. Like, <laughs> And if he got over, I, I bet a comfort to him, if, if he had a period where he's feeling at all bitter about it, is that he got all this money, and now he gets to see how pissed off people are, and they get the bad take, 
and he gets to get, you know what I mean? I mean, let's be real. Their take is nothing. Like, do you guys honestly think that the battle against the others is not the final battle? Do you guys really think that? I I mean, we know that Wynn's being set up for Dance of the Dragons 2 between Egan and Danny. Like, this, none of this is happening. (laughs) Can I say... I really do think that there is possible that it's not, you know, the battle against the others being the last thing. And it's kind of about how people should learn from, you know, warfare and being generally shitty to each other and that it's all pointless. I could see that happening. I could. Yeah, I agree. I could see I that could too. see it happening, but I see the battle with the others being a lot more significant, like so much more significant than it was here. Um, no, yeah, totally. Because it it was just yeah, fell so flat. But um, but I can see it ending with you an actual fight for the throne. But uh, yeah, not like this. Okay, so let's move it along. Um, so the Iron Fleet fucks up the Targaryen fleet, uh, but everyone we know washes up safely on the shore because Euron didn't like press his advantage at all. <sighs> Gosh. Except for Masende, who is somehow the only person captured. And, right. um, quick quiz. Do we see how this happens? Does anyone think that we see this? No, because everything that's important is not on screen. <laughs> yeah, it's, of course not. We would never have anything on screen. Um, because I, I guarantee they just couldn't figure out a way for her to be captured. They just needed yes, her to be captured. Like, why. I guarantee that's what happened. Like, they were like... They just couldn't figure out how to write I mean, it. if you're going to make Euron a pirate, then make him fucking fling <laughs> himself onto the ship. Like he did with the rope. Come off the ship. Like we've all watched um, Pirates of the Caribbean. And God, when he, when he comes down, like that attack on the Sand Snakes and their ships, like the way he comes onto their ship, like do something like that. Right. Like that, that would have been so much better. Instead, yeah. no, we get this. We get and also, we literally throw get all your Varys is a mermaid um, <laughs> theories in the goddamn trash can. That's true. <laughs> Varys is not a mermaid. And he was lying there coughing, and that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Confirmed. Um, so... Okay, now we get to another infuriating scene, and I, I keep harping on this on Twitter because it so makes me so mad. So, Cersei and Euron congratulate themselves on their victory, and Cersei's apparently pregnant with Euron's child. And I just have to say, she's not. She can't possibly be pregnant with Jamie's kid. Be like twenty months pregnant. Just trying to tell me that from the start of season seven until. This point in time, like only three months have passed. Like, no, <laughs> she's not. She's not even nine months pregnant. Like, like, do you like? How is this even a fucking question? Do they not understand human gestation? Like, or or time? Like, clearly, more than three months has passed. Like, I'm just yeah. so the time traveling fetus. I don't even know if she's like lying or not, and we're like four episodes she's in, and I'm just like, is she pregnant or is she not? What is the fuck is she doing? Like, what is this? There's story? still been no like, confer- com- confirmation. Just Kyber nodding. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like Euron looks at Kyber <laughs> and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, what? trustworthy. Like, he I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the guy you should be listening to. <laughs> and I saw something with like. 
how is Jamie going to kill his unborn child? I'm like, how would Jamie not think his child's been born already? Like, how long time has passed? Like, if Kate's landing and she's six months pregnant, I think he can fucking math that one out a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I, ugh. Because, I mean, think about everything that happened in season. Like, basically, we're timing this from, like, before the second episode of season seven. So Jamie went to went to Highgarden, defeated Highgarden, had the whole loot train, came back to King's Landing in the same time as John and company go above the wall, grab a drag, grab a white, come all the way down to King's Landing with it, present it, then leave. Then Jamie prepares the Lancaster army, finds out, no, they're not going. Then he goes all the way north. They fight a battle, they recover from the battle, then he comes all the way back down south, and you're telling me that three months has passed? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, fucking like, insane. It's, it's the dumbest, like, that they're trying to do a who's the daddy. Who's the fucking daddy? It's all the time. Wouldn't that be, like, that would be a twist I'd be there for, Quiver the she, daddy. She, <laughs> right? Are they telling me that gestation is different in Kings in in Westeros because that's what I'm going to need to hear? Like, oh, it's <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> that I mean, I was okay. I have to say, I was ranting so hard there. I'm sorry. Like, I totally scared one of my cats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we get to the end scene. Oh man, with MGB. <laughs> oh God. So Cersei's plan is apparently to let everyone into the Red Keep and use them as a human shield against Danny, which is totally someone who's not a monster would do. Um, spoiler. Okay. So Grey Worm wants a full-on attack against King's Landing, and Varys warns Danny against it. She said, you know, he says she can't destroy the city she came to save. Tyrion thinks they can negotiate with Cersei for. For some reason, why would uh, Tyrion think that? Like, I, like, I don't know. Because uh, she's so reasonable. Like, what the Jesus fuck? Christ. So Danny knows it's not going to make a difference, but she thinks it'll look good if she's seen giving Cersei a chance. And I actually thought this was pretty good strategy on her part. Um, like, yeah, I I agree, Danny. Uh, so Varys and Tyrion have another good scene. Um, Tyrion thinks Danny's destined to save them, and Varys is like, Tyrants always think they're destined, and he thinks John would be a better ruler. Um, Tyrion says John doesn't want it, and Varys says the best rulers are those who don't want it. And the show is really portraying Varys as he sees himself in the books, which is interesting because it's also what they do with Cersei, that you know Varys is full-on um, for-the-realm guy, you know, not the not the Blackfire loyalist that he is in the book. Um, and he's like down for full on treason and he's, you know, trying to get Tyrion involved in it and, you know, Tyrion isn't having it. And it really, I mean, they're at the point where Varys is basically saying he's going to kill Danny or he's going to cause Danny's death and, and Tyrion's begging him not to kill her. Somebody the brought way... a good point. Um, sorry, go on. Well, yeah. I was going to say the way this scene was played, I was waiting on the camera to cut to behind Varys and somebody else be there listening. <laughs> like, I was that like, he's about to die right goddamn now. Like, the way the scene was played. I well, was and like, I mean, it must this, be this is not good. Him because, I mean, he is, yeah. you know, he is full on. Which, again, like, so, yeah, I don't. So, what? is Tyrion supposed to betray Danny at some point? Because it seems, you know, 
he's really going to betray Varys for Danny, but whatever. But yet again, it's not consistent. And, he, and this is something I, I saw on Twitter, and I forget who to credit it with, but somebody made a good point. Varys is saying the best rulers are reluctant rulers. Well, Robert, he was there for the fiasco that was Robert, and Robert was a reluctant ruler. So, I mean, that's yeah. just a stupid thing for him to have said. Anyway, I mean... <laughs> right, he just say I like... I, I think John yeah. is more yeah. controllable and, you know, le- yeah. I, I yeah, like less him volatile, less, you know, yeah, he could just say he's not Aries, you know, he's not, tar- right. you know, that kind of Targaryen, the flip of the right. coin thing. His hair is black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he doesn't have the male Targaryen wig, it's fine. Um, okay, so here's our shit. So, Jamie's looking angsty in the Winterfell courtyard instead of, you know, he can look happy during any of the sexy downtime that they apparently had. Um, they all get the news about Rhaegal and the fleet, and Sansa's like, I guess your bitch sister live. And I have to say, like, Sophie Turner was so hilarious. Oh, she was she great. Was so, like, she delivered that. She's so salty. Like, weirdly like, happy to be able to say that to Jamie. Yes. But also, like, obviously... <laughs> Like, I don't know if she kind of wants Cersei to live because she hates Danny or she hates Cersei. But <laughs> I, like, sort of took, I mean, I sort of took it that she knew Cersei was going to be executed. Like, how, so how do you guys take it to I, took yeah, it I read it. that Cersei was going to be executed? That's how I, That's how I read it, too. Like, I, oh, your sister like done fucked up now. Yeah. She's going to be burned like, alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I took it as... Oh, I took it the other way. Yeah. yeah. I, I took it like uh, she's winning... Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely took it the other way. Yeah, because oh, really? that's yes. what I thought. I mean, that's what I thought went into Jamie fucking leaving. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Sophie Turner was kind of the MVP of the episode for me. Like, I thought she was just so funny. Okay, so the optimist would be like, well, if he thinks his sister is winning, yeah, he's going sure there to yeah. so make sure she out. doesn't live. Right? Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> See, it doesn't even make sense if he thinks that she is dying because he was the one that even told of her plans when he got to Winterfell. Like he was like ready to like I'm ready yeah. to fight with you guys after this is done and like because she has the Golden it... Company and yada yada yeah yeah like he's like also, giving out the plans. She's literally sent an assassin to kill him. Yes, and, yes. and you yes. know about this now. Yes. Like this is something yes. you learned earlier today. It seems. And he's known this night, whole time. What the fuck? He had the whole time since they left that yeah. they were gonna go attack, and, and he's he, been like yeah. fucking brain the whole time. Winterfell being all chilling with Brienne like the whole time while he knows they're down there. Attacking Cersei, yes. and however long that road was, the ride up by himself—that's a lot of fucking time to think about what you're gonna do. It's like yeah. thirty yeah. seconds if you go by the, the <laughs> period <laughs> measurement. It's like not nothing. Like it, it's been like a month. <laughs> like it's got to be at least like yeah. a few yeah. weeks to a month with so them. Their facial scars are healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's been with Brienne up there for like about a month now. Yeah, just and... long enough to get her pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure they've had buddy rabbit sex all in Winterfell. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we get Jamie's Dark Knight of the Soul, and you know, as Brienne is sleeping in, was obviously their bed. Like they have a yeah bed. They have a room. Like they're totally playing house. Um, he he leaves, and she wakes up and follows him out into the courtyard wearing like a fucking house coat. Um, <laughs> we have good mail with a comment on that, so <laughs> she, um 
you know, she begs him not to leave, tells him he doesn't have to die with her, and Jamie basically is like, here's all the horrible things I've done, and she's a hateful woman, and I'm a hateful man, and he can't really look at her in the eye at all. And, you know, Brianna's begging and crying, and it's pretty horrible. Um, okay, and, you so know, she's standing outside in the middle of the night in a fucking housecoat. Okay, so logic would dictate that, oh, you know, it's like throwing rocks into Myria, right? Right. Like, don't yes. follow me. Right? Yeah. Yes. Because yes. that's what the narrative is telling us to think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I, did my second, I did my second rewatch last night. Um, and whenever I watched it, I did notice when she put her hands on his face, he grabbed her He grabbed hands. her, yeah. Yeah. He, gra- yeah. he was rubbing her hand uh-huh. while he was talking. And, but then he realized what he was doing and he removed them. I mean... Like if, but if at the end of the day, they're never going to see each other again, and yeah. he's going to die, and they gave us none of the middle of the story of them being happy ever, mm. or I, no indication of it. Well, just the aftermath of it is what's the hardest to swallow. Mm. The father is Brienne thinking that he left her no. for his sister, for his and sister. he was going to do it with her sleeping. Like, right. he was going to bail without oh, saying anything. Betrayal. Abandonment, betrayal, that's horrific. Yeah. And they clearly, like, slept together right before, too, because oh, she was naked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to fake call the show. Welcome to Hit It or Hit It and Quit It. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had a better title. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's like they've been like living like a domestic, like almost yeah. like married life together for like a month, and then he was just gonna up and fucking leave with saying nothing. Yep. And then it doesn't it doesn't make any fucking when you look at the knighting scene when he knighted her. This makes no like of all the things it this makes no sense. But like, how can you go from that to that? You don't. A person it, who would yeah. do that and talk about honor and saving the innocent, you don't well, do that. Like, no matter what or when weird justification when he basically walked away from any conversation about Cersei. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. Is it's, it's In episode two, he was yeah. so apathetic to Cersei. Like, yeah. he literally walked away mid-conversation about Cersei to go stare uh-huh. at Brienne because uh-huh. he heard her voice way far away. There's no like, internal consistency, and if this was yeah. going to be the outcome, then they should have had them together two seasons ago. To right. Like, yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, it wasn't like episode two um, written by Cogman. Yeah, and he normally is like a piece of shit. Yeah, though. yeah. So can but we just was... like, mm, can we just be like straight up? Like, I was considering not even podcasting tonight because of this bullshit. Yeah, because oh, I, I was, everything, yeah. guys, protect yourselves out there. Because if you think this is the narrative they're going yeah. with, and they're trying to make you think, oh, he's going down there because he's trying to ultimately protect Brienne from his sister. I wouldn't be so sure about that. And then yeah. I watched it again a second time and with the knowledge of what is going to potentially happen and it does read straight. Like you can read it straight too. Like you can read it either way. Like you can Well, and then the, the behind the and, scenes they've yeah. said, "Oh, you know, Jamie's yeah. just addicted to Cersei." And I mean, mm-hmm. it was like yeah. it's so insulting to the character's arc and to their yeah. book it's story so... that it's just yeah. It's just and so Brian. inconsistent within their own season, right. too. Within like, their yeah. own, that's what the was thing, the like, hell? Like, what was the point of episode two? Like, building all, the, like, they could have just left them just friends. What was the they point didn't of the whole like, series? Like, well, he jumped in a bear pit for her. He doesn't, you know, someone who does that does not do this. Oh my fucking God. Like, like it's yeah. literally everything he ran before back. this. 
it undercuts every fucking thing. Well, like even he like, turned from Cersei last right. season when he went north. Like yeah. that was it. He t- and now he, like it's he all basically, gone. He basically told Brienne that he he implied that he went up there for her and that he was choosing to like die with her in this battle. Yes. And he then now he's like in the battle. Yeah. He was, next to her. He he was so willing to go and, and die next to Brienne. And yeah, even if you're and yeah. even if yeah, yeah. your argument is that this is classic misdirection, do you really think they're capable of this level of classic misdirection? Mm. Really? You really think they're like even orchestrating Gwendolyn Christie giving yeah. goodbye yeah. articles? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is, it's nothing but bad writing. Like that's yeah. all oh. it is because. What? Oh god. Gosh, you have changed so much since Sunday night. Whenever I was having my meltdown, <laughs> I, I'm in the anger stage. I was having a meltdown. It's like whenever yeah. this happened, I think I, I just. I just typed fuck this show and Guile posted fuck this show too at like the same time. And it's like, I just went, I went and I couldn't even focus on the, the rest of the show. Oh yeah. I felt like I, not, like, I was just, yeah, I had, I didn't, there's things I didn't watch because of that. <laughs> That's a yeah. It's just such a dump on their arcs. Like they have no understanding of Jamie's pretty much flatlined. Like he's right back to the beginning. Brienne is right back to the beginning, literally. She started more like being romantically rejected and ends romantically rejected. Jamie is whipped by Cersei and ends whipped by Cersei. Like there's no growth. It's so pointless. And the and pacing. Any, it's the given pacing. The, given the like, leaks, yeah. is there any is there anyone that could be happy? Any fan of any character, like anyone, like Arya, maybe, like Sansa, I don't you know. She, I think Sansa gets like. Do you think the like Cersei people. people would be happy maybe if they Sam. die together? <laughs> Wherever he is. Well, the Cersei, the, those people are even kind of mad because he's not. He's he's not going to kill her. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> want him to, to kill her. They want him to kill her. They want it to be some tragic thing. Oh, of murder suicide. I don't care what those people want. Or yeah, I don't either. But I just find it funny that it's like I just find it funny that literally everybody hates what's happening <laughs> for different reasons. Like so, we're all like. I mean, what? So when? Okay, so I have a few questions. So when they talk about everyone giving them a standing ovation at the table read and applauding, was that sarcastic? It's. <laughs> yeah, I wonder about that stuff. I wonder about that. Don't give me hope, please. Don't. And like, no, I mean, I think it was sarcastic, and I think when Nikolai and Gwen talked about um, what they texted each other when they got the the sex scene yeah, script or the laughed. scripts, like. Yeah. Gwen said Nikolai texted some laughing thing, yeah, and she texted a puke wrong. emoji. Yeah. I think he's laughing about how shitty it was. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking, too. Funny. I think how awful yeah. it is. He was laughing yeah. because it was like a soap opera that she was going to be yeah. like, you know, oh, my God. And he, he's been saying in promos, like, how it's, he's got everything he wanted, and they couldn't have written it better, and I swear he's being sarcastic. He well, he's an actor, he, he so he's Danny. acting. I mean, he does yeah. Danny. They've asked him before if he wants Danny to die, so maybe he's talking about the end, like, the very end that Danny dies. Maybe. Yeah. But he we know that, like, he hates... The, he hated his King's Landing stuff with Cersei. Yeah. So it's like... What was... <laughs> I mean, Can I say oh, though, no, like just he needs a job and he can't yeah, turn it's off his career. Bridges. Yeah, it's his career. But I like during season seven, he was he didn't care. I mean, maybe he got in trouble because yeah, he was so I mean, negative. He got in trouble. <laughs> seven. He's not doing a lot right so, now. Like, he's apparently holed up in Canada somewhere. 
Isolation. Suddenly. Look at a beaver swim Believe by. Believe me, I've cool. thought of driving up there and just decking them right in the jaw. <laughs> That's why he's in isolation. You knew this Listen, would though, Can I say, though, like, I do have to give acknowledgement and credit to their acting abilities, like both Nicola yeah, and yeah. Um, Gwendolyn, because it wrecked me. Like, I'm, so, I feel so like so I've so gone through a it's, so, it's so heartbreaking mm-hmm. about it all. They're wonderful actors, and it's just... Oh, and not just us. them. Like there's wonderful yeah. actors across the ensemble, yeah. and they're race. all just for and they're forced to it's do so race. much work because they won't. The writers refuse to write things, and so the, it's all on the actors yeah. to sell it. And you know, like the vast majority of them are doing an incredible job. Like this show does not yeah. deserve to win a even like the technical awards that they've won in the past. They don't deserve any of that shit now. But the actors, like in terms of like the SAG awards where they get, you know, like the ensemble gets the the award, they absolutely deserve that. Who works harder than they do? You know, they get nothing to work with. And then now their their legacy is like because I think I don't know. I have a feeling that if it does end the way the leaks say it's going to end, the, the the majority of the rules are going to be um, sorry, reviews are going to be pretty crappy. So it's like oh, then it's they, they're gonna, a show that sucked. You know, one of those shows that over the last couple it's seasons. It's going to be like, infamous. It's yeah. going to be the worst ending of any show ever. Like, yeah, you, I mean, it's going to beat the Sopranos ending. Oh, I mean, I kind of like another. <laughs> It's going to be, I think, the new top worst. Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be anything. I mean, there's nothing like it. Like, it's just going to be a fucking bloodbath. And I'm not to be annoying, but all this talk about fake endings. So it sounds like even the fake, fake endings are bad. Like, the, the choices between the two fake endings equally sound horrible. Isn't it like, you know, John is either going to be king or he's going to go... Yeah, north the north of the wall. And there is no Night's Watch. Why do you need to protect the wall when there's no others? Like, what the fuck? Right, there's no wall. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's making <laughs> their night's watch like, or some shit. Pretty much almost every character is a character assassination, like, yeah. at the end yeah. of this. There's no arcs, there's no themes, there's all the messages. Yeah, I bet shit. you we don't we get, like, a little montage <laughs> yeah. at the end of this happened to this person. I bet you they just do some cutscene, like, yeah. crap. You know, Theon like, really got off well, I have to say, and Yara yeah, for that for that matter. Since I assume we're not going to yeah. see Asha again. Like, <laughs> I think what really broke me on Sunday night was, and Mister Eon actually brought this up during one of the spouse casts. Casts, I think. Um, pretty much, I came to the realization that this could be like the only end we get yeah. from this whole oh, series, and it's it's awful because. There's blatant, there's things that, I mean, you can say, you can totally tell are never going to happen in the books, but we may not get the books. Right. So this is like, yeah. could be our only ending. And that but, like drove me crazy on Sunday night. Yeah. I didn't even sleep a yeah. week. I, 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 ever I, since, I, I feel like I'm like going through like a breakup. Yeah. I, for like a couple of days now, I've just been like waking up every two hours at night. I'm barely eating. I'm just so pissed that I'm just like. Uh, I I wasted so much time, you know, giving them the benefit of the doubt and like really like thinking this is like maybe there's some deep, really cool story going on. And I fell in love with these characters that are just getting like wrecked. It's like horrible I too, and like I mean, not to get too personal, but like my first like boyfriend, and we were together for two years. He did that shit to me. He fucking disappeared. Like literally, yeah. I came home from work, Ugh. my apartment was empty, and I didn't hear from him for a week. And his parents, nobody knew where he was. 
And he did that oh shit to me, and it's fucking horrific. And I lost, like, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I I stopped eating. It's horrific. So I can't even, like, oh, did I ever think about that happening? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, like, similar. Like, I, like, identify so much with, like, Brienne and Jamie, and seeing what they're telling me is just, like, <sighs> oh, my God. I, like, Stop. my younger self, if I had watched the show, younger self, I would have, like, lost all hope. Like, Because <laughs> I'm sure conversations with, like, kids, like, they're teenagers now. It's like never, ever, ever, ever break up with somebody. You always do it in person. You don't do that shit. Yeah, you don't like yeah. traumatize. Like, oh my god, yeah, it's just so basic. Like, <laughs> so can I make a suggestion though? Because I think like the show is really uh, is really horribly written, and I don't see a need to elevate it beyond beyond other fan fiction. You know, so I don't see where yeah. this. I don't see where the story that they're telling is any more. It's no more relevant to the characters than, you know, Chickie's... Oh, so we... So I don't... You know, oh, you can't. <laughs> Chickie's... Um, you know, Chickie's uh, fan fiction. So Chickie, who's on the podcast frequently, um, outed herself Sunday night as... Uh, I mean, a lot of us knew, but as Sigil Broken, who's a pretty fabled um, Jamie Brienne fanfic author. And, you know, she wrote... Uh, Endgame fan fiction called In This Light, which is really, I mean, it's really, it's satisfying. It's not just for Jamie Brand fans. It's satisfying. It's I was like the most critically acclaimed for within the fandom. Yeah. yeah. And like, why, why can't that be as, you know, elevate Impactful. that to the level or even like, there's another one called The North Remembers that picks up immediately after, um, after a dance with dragons and is like, you know, a you know, eighty chapter fic that was pretty famous. I wasn't in you know, there's some things in that one I don't love, but it has like it has better moments than anything Game of Thrones has had. And I'm sure there's other you know, there's you know, lots written end game fix that, you know, she does she does like to murder people a lot. You know? <laughs> I do <laughs> just a little more gore. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of and there's a lot of end game fan fiction that's quite good. And again, you know, why why does this shitty piece of shit get elevated as more important than that? Like at this you point, know, Giles, I don't really see that it is. I think that's a really healthy way of looking at it. Like, why are we allowing this piece of shit fan fiction mm. to impact us to this extent? You know, yeah, what? That's, yeah. that's helpful. That's I what I was telling. That. that was like I was thinking about that earlier today and yesterday. It was really helping. I'm just like, I, you know what? Their story ends at their sex scene, their kissing scene. Like, that was, that's all I needed. All this other stuff is, you know, it's bullshit. And we have the, like, George R. R. Martin is still alive. Like, it's still possible we could get a book. It's not likely, but. He's probably characters. super pissed. Like, if he's rage yeah. writing, like, yeah, maybe it's worth so. it. Maybe yeah, it's the right motivation. Yes, they're yeah. still alive in his head. They're still alive in those books. So you know, there's still a story left. Maybe he wrote down like a like bullet points somewhere, or I don't know. Like, I, hmm. yeah, because remember I, his whole thing. Like, if I know the ending, I get bored. Like, there was some snippet about that somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now he can actually say, okay, this is not what I wanted to do, and I can make it fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To I think really that hope- perspective though, because I think I can actually return next week now. <laughs> Oh, yay! I was ready to peace out. No. So should we? Um, I know we're gonna have a ton of mail, so let's like quickly finish up the the shit. So, um, so King's Landing, which is suddenly in the middle of a desert, um, not on the coast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What happened to the Blackwater? Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it's not. 
does not exist anymore. What um, eight are they at? Like, what, so what happened to the Dan- mountains? And this is like the dumbest scene. Like, so Danny's at a wall with like twenty oh, men. Bad, yeah. And Miss um, Cersei and her crew are up on the walls, and they have a shit ton of guns like aimed at these guys. Like, why doesn't Cersei just kill her? <laughs> just kill her. Just right? fucking kill her. It's she not like honor. Like, just right. do it. So Kyburn comes out of the gate to talk because of, of course it's him. And that's like the best. I think this is maybe my favorite part of the episode on the rewatch is that they're playing this like Western showdown music as, <laughs> and like focusing on Kyburn's feet as he's coming up to Tyrion. Like, like they're going to have a fight between Kyburn and Tyrion, which would be amazing. And Tyrion says, Kyburn, you're a reasonable man. Like, when? Has he ever? What? <laughs> you're a reasonable man. You've just created a bunch of undead monsters, but you're reasonable. Um, and I'm sure, like, you masturbated to that arm of that white that we have. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, he masturbated like, with it. He used it. <laughs> yeah, we all know that that happened. That's, that's applied canon right there. Um, so they demand each other's surrender, and it doesn't go anywhere. So Tyrion steps around Kyburn and yells up directly to Cersei. And, um who, remember, literally has sent Bronn out to assassinate her brothers and has one of her brothers standing in front of her as she's surrounded by men with weapons. But she's like, oh, stand down, let him talk. (laughs) I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Cersei gives, and Tyrion gives this horrible, he literally says, I know you're not a monster, to the woman who the terrorist who blew up a sept of innocent <laughs> people, and also he personally witnessed brutalizing Roz. Remember that? Like that's yep. what led the joy will turn to ash in your mouth. Like yep. I will hurt you for this. She's not a monster, and she loves her children, oh and she yeah. should be <laughs> down and like three children. <laughs> Three episodes ago, you just told Jamie you knew she was a monster. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, what God. the fuck are we doing here, man? Um, Such so, garbage. Yeah. Everything's garbage. This is the worst. Total fucking trash. This is um, a shit sandwich. <laughs> Somebody did that meme with, like, Brienne holding Jamie's face. You're an idiot sandwich. That was awesome. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> So, of course, there's no truce, and Cersei tells Missende, who who they have standing up there, to, you know, say her last words before the mountain cuts her head off. And I did like that Missende says Dracarys. Because I know Murray was good. It was real good. It yeah. was, and I totally thought Drogon was going to jump up and do something. <laughs> that would have been awesome. She was awesome. going to say Valor Margolis, and I was glad yeah. to get Dracarys, because it's like, yeah, fuck you, you're fucking yeah. my head off. Burn, bitches! <laughs> like, oh, burn them all. Oh, I have to die. I'm going to do, like, fucking avenge me. Like, that's just the last words. Avenge my death. <laughs> like, like she got to spend some time behind the walls with these people, and her, like, the message was, these people don't deserve mercy. Would you just burn their asses? Just burn them. Yes. Yeah. Avenge. Yeah. <sighs> so, anyway, um, so Grey Worm is devastated, and actually, um, he does a really a nice job of that. And Danny's basically, like, on fire pissed. And, you know, since Kama's not here, I can say this without a lot of pushback. 
I actually really kind of like Amelia Clark this season. I think she's, she's been oh. really fucking good this season. Oh, like, I've, like, I've enjoyed her acting this season. Um, like definitely far more than any other yeah. scene, but she has been yeah. really fucking good. That was a yeah. legit furious face. Like that was yeah. like yes. you could feel it like rising. She was off channeling her. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence at the end of the second Hunger Games. Movie. I like to think <laughs> she was that angry over the script, and she was thinking about her character's <laughs> ending, and that's what she was furious about. And she was walking back from that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna murder. Yes, no hair. <laughs> Just thinking about burning her script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the and my notes are thus ends one of the worst episodes of television I have ever seen. Ted <laughs> <sighs> date. Ted date. <laughs> Right. There's still a chance for the next two. Oh, yeah, two oh, more episodes oh, left. Oh my god. And just uh just one more thing about this goddamn episode and just all of the awful writing. Like uh, Cersei when she has Masande and she's walking out, like they literally they have her say to one of the two black actors on the show, so much for breaker of chains. Like oh, what oh, the fuck? Oh. Like, that they are so oh, like, toned up. That me yes. that they had had to say that. I, uh, That's when it's like, can can we do a crossover where T'Challa just comes in and fucking fucks her up? <laughs> like, <laughs> God. Yeah, that uh, that that fucking line. Oh. oh my God. Um. So, do we have any mail? We have a lot of mail. So um, I'm going to cover the Tumblr and lots cov- covering mail, right? Yeah, I got the Gmail. Okay. I'll start with Tumblr, okay? All right. Um, first one is by Haggard Dandelion. It says, Hi, ladies and occasional gents. This is my first time writing in, I know, shame. So excuse me if I am late. I have gone through and... Still am going through all the stages of grief. I know you all will touch on everything that it needs to be addressed, and I am looking forward to hearing it. My question is, what now? How do we somehow begin to be at peace with ourselves after spending years dedicating our time, thoughts, and feelings to these two lovely, complex beings? I know the show is still not over, but even if we were to get all we were hoping for, our beautiful ship... In these next two episodes, it'll still feel cheated and cheapened. Thank you for the insightful analysis you all have dedicated to Jamie and Brienne all these years. It has been a pleasure to listen and write along with you all. I'm sending you all my love, Dandy. Whew. Thank you. Thank you. I mean... I kind of feel like in terms of coping, I mean, I, I think, you know, remembering or thinking of thinking of it of of it as a fan fiction isn't a bad way to do it. Right. Or, you know, and just drinking. I'm trying to just separate myself from show and books. And, I mean, like, I even saw a post that Chicky wrote today where, I mean, she fell in love with book Jamie and book yeah. Brienne. And I, to- yeah. I totally agree with her. I mean, the show actually got me interested in reading the books because whenever I saw Brienne and Jamie, it kind of made me really interested in just seeing what they were like in the books. And I actually fell in love. Like Chicky said, I really liked, 
I fell in love more with the book, Jamie, mm. and the book, Brienne. Show mm. Jamie and show Brienne. They're, I mean, I, I like them, but book and mm. book Jamie and book Brienne are so much better. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I sort of envy people that like like the sh- that love that fall in love with the characters on the show that haven't read the books because you, you know, you can go read the books. And mm, you're going to, yeah. I mean, what a wonderful experience, you know? Yes. Like, that's yeah. just going to be, If I mean, if you are a show-only viewer, you know, if you don't want to, if, if reading, like, all of the books is maybe too daunting for you, I mean, you definitely could read, you know, I, I mean, I would go Cat's last Clash of Kings chapter, then Jamie's mm. chapters in Storm, and then, you know, Tyrion's last chapter in Storm, and then the Jamie, Brienne, and probably the Cersei chapters in Feast and Dance. And so it's not, like, as overwhelming, and you would get their story pretty much complete. Like, you would get their complete story, really. Yeah, that's how I started when I started reading the books, because I, I was really curious about Jamie and Brienne, because I fell in love with them on the show in yeah. season three. And I was like, okay, do these guys bone? <laughs> so I went to the books. <laughs> I went to the books, and I just read their chapters, um, and I pretty much got, like, the full story. Um, and then I went back and read the whole books, but like, yeah, I started just reading their chapters and it was a nice like introduction into the books. You know, I think we're lucky we got what we did get out of the show as far as season three, because can you imagine if for some reason a rift happened in season two or happened earlier, there's things that I think they probably would have cut out. Like I, I think that the bear scene, the bear pit, I think there's some scenes that for them, they could have easily cut out, and I'm just happy we got the little bit yeah. of goodness that we did get because it could have been much worse. But I mean, that, it was you know. clear from the get go that just, Jamie and Brienne were not their cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. They, so we got this, a lot of content in that particular season, which it's just I mean, so just, weird. Like now, yeah. knowing where it's going and yeah. looking back and being like, why did you even adapt? Yeah, it? yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they didn't have to do any of that. Like they could have yeah. left like, all that out. It's so yeah. misleading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, if you haven't read the books and like you're reading, you know, if you're when you get to Jamie's chapter where he when the bear pit happens, like you're in for a world of goodness that didn't make the show. Yeah, like, yeah. There's was, like yeah, some one-liners yeah, that are yeah. just, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it's yeah. wonderful. So yeah, that doesn't compare to the books, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're gonna have a great time. So yeah. you know, if you haven't read read the book story, like. Do that. That'll like that'll solve all. That'll solve many of your oh god the weird problems, dream, but it'll make you stuff. really yeah. happy. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you know, also make some really cool friends. I mean, this stupid show is how we yeah. all pretty much yeah. met yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do it all again. <laughs> I'd do it all again. <laughs> Bonding over raging. All right. Um, next one. I'm sorry if I butcher your name. It's by Gray Slipner, and it goes. And so the fandom is imploding, and I can barely express my emotions. Thank you guys for this podcast. I'm so looking forward to this next episode because this insanity is too much to deal with alone. The roller coaster was too intense. Can't wait to hear the episode. Keep up the awesome work, ladies and occasional gents. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I hope we didn't, I mean, I feel like I was really ragey this episode, so I hope people like that or they're not feeling. No, I, I think they really need yeah. that. Really let down. <laughs> um, Anon says a woman is sad that 
She's completely isolated, is shunned despite all of her help and sacrifices. And because her child slash pet and best friend were murdered, sounds like Targaryen madness to me. Oh, I mean, truth. Like, yeah. right. Like, Danny's getting the shaft here, I have to say, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she I'm is. sure they'll have her, you know, she's going to do worse. But at this point in time... Everyone really is, just needs to calm the fuck down and stop overreacting about anything that she's doing. Yeah, because they're trying to play up the whole Mad Queen thing, but they're giving her reasons yeah. right. to do what she's like, to burn shit down. Like, it doesn't make any sense that, like, Barris's turn doesn't make sense because, like, they're setting up that they won't, like, that she has all the reason. Like, she's held restraint up until this point. So right. if she burns everything down, at, like, now... Like, I'm on her fucking side. Yeah, I mean, the only time, like, you could argue that, you know, she was pretty shitty to the Tarleys, you know, and, like, yeah, ran the yeah, world yeah, out. Yeah, 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 there was that. Train, she yeah. didn't have to yeah. do that, but, yeah. yeah. hmm We got an Anon that says, are y'all mad that people are saying bullshit like Tormund would never have left Brienne? <sighs> or, well, she oh, should God. have chosen Tormund, otherwise she wouldn't have gotten heartbroken. That one really pisses me off. Bullshit. How, yeah. How dare Brienne have agency and make her own choices, right? She should also, just settle. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, how many times, like, even when a guy has fucked you over, are you like, oh, I wish I would have been with a guy I didn't like? <laughs> like, you never think that. You wish the guy that fucked you over didn't fuck you over. Right. Yeah. Uh, but she also... Um, or Anon says, also, it doesn't matter what Tormund would or wouldn't have done because Brienne doesn't want him. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. Right exactly. on. Exactly. Right on. <laughs> All right. So, of Wicked Light says, hey, it's Shelby. I already emailed you, but I wanted to add, isn't it so nice that the only woman of color was killed to give us white woman pain? Mm-hmm. Isn't it great that a slave started her story in chains, was freed, and ended her story in chains? Isn't it? <sighs> this is what I'm talking about. Sorry. I was going to say, this is what I'm talking about. Everyone is going exactly to where they started. Yeah. yeah. Also, I know all of y'all, except for Girl, despise Danny, but y'all have to see that her anger yeah. in this episode was reasonable, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's great. I've actually I said before that I hope Danny dies in the end. Like, I hope she dies, but this is a bad taste in my mouth. You know, I, I was... Uh. She should have died in episode three if this is what they're going to... Yeah. Like, she... Yeah. Her arc to me is she yeah. dies, like, as a sa- as a hero, you know? Yeah. 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 She's a rescuer. And um, how is she the Mad Queen whatsoever in this episode the narrative painted her as erratic because of sexism i think yeah. also I heard, <laughs> I heard that the director who didn't want to show stannis stannis's beheading and body because it would be too gratuitous was the same director for this episode so we thought showing stannis was but he had no problem showing Masande's mm-hmm. beheading it's so hypocritical so fucking hypocritical is that true so fucking hypocritical. According oh, to Shelby. Fuck. <laughs> and um, her headless body bleeding out on yeah. the ground. Yeah, racism and things. <sighs> and I swear this is the last time I'll contact y'all for now, haha. But did y'all hear what D&D said in the inside of 
of the episode that Jamie left Brienne because he's addicted to Cersei and can't get enough of her slash wants to be with her. I'm telling myself it's a misdirect. D&D have lied before, but ew. Nah. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, they're just dumb. They're just, they don't get him. They don't yeah, get the they've point They've never gotten character. him. Like, they think they he's a monster, yeah, but Cersei's not. Yeah, they and, and they don't again. that the don't. point is to just, like, separate. <laughs> I'll reiterate it again. If you still are thinking this is going to misdirection land, don't. Like no. it'd be wonderful to be happily surprised, but you know you're not going to be. Yeah, let's let's keep that maybe if, two to five percent hope there. But if, if we're back here, episode six, eating crow because we're all wrong, it'll be the best tasting yeah. crow ever. Yeah. Yes. because what they're what they're doing is their misdirect is see everyone right now is thinking that he loves, he's doing it to protect Brienne and he's gonna gonna go and kill Cersei because that's how they exactly how they set it up. So their so misdirect is to have it to be the opposite where yeah. he actually is going to, like, save her and, like, or try to save her and die with her and be all super gross. <sighs> Got another one. Um, I'm sorry if I butcher your name. It's Malkinstongoli. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I really apologize. Um... They say everything is terrible except how perfectly the song Nothing Not Nearly by Laura Marling now fits Jamie and Brienne. I'll, I'll read it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not singing this. You're not afraid of trees or bears or anything with tendencies to want to hurt you good. The only thing I learned in a year where I didn't smile once, not really, we've not got long, you know, to bask in the afterglow. Once it's gone, it's gone. Love waits for no one. Ouch. Yeah, mm. I'm not, that doesn't make me happy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got an anon that says, ladies and gents, if you go and rewatch the scene where Sans and Clegane are talking, you can see Podrick hooking up with two girls in the back. Why, why, why is this whole show a meme fest? Anyways, Brienne cry, crying at the end killed my soul. I felt her pain so much, I don't even know why. Jamie is deaf going to kill Cersei. He needs to end Cersei to be happy with Brienne in the long run. Or maybe he feels he doesn't deserve such a beautiful person like Brienne after all. The shit he has done. I mean, doesn't Jamie remember that he saved half a million people in King's Landing? Like, you'd think, like, so, you know... Okay, so, yeah, so this is where it's, they are inconsistent again, because yeah. he had a conversation with Bran, saying he's not that man anymore, yes. you can see he's, like, moved on, and even Bran says, I agree, he knows, yeah. Bran the all-seeing is like, yeah, so he is, he had, like, a transformative journey, and he's a better man, and he knows that, and he's, and he even stood in front of his little trial, or whatever, in front of Sansa and them, yeah. and said that, I did what I had to do for my family, I would do it all again, but it's not like... He, he, I'm he, a horrible person con- for yeah, it. Was yeah. In the yeah, he doesn't apologize. Yeah, he said it was the context of war. Like, he's not... So where the fuck is all this, like, all of a sudden he's so, like, fucking, like, emo about himself at the end? Like, it came out of nowhere. Right. And yeah. so that's why people are thinking he's doing it to push Brian away, which that's what I thought initially, too. Mm-hmm. Until I saw or read everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We got 
a pretty long one from Love Singing Banana. <laughs> and um, my deepest commiserations, ladies and occasional gents. I'll start with an apology for not having written earlier to you to thank you for this podcast, your labor of love and happier times. But I felt the need to express my shared sympathies with y'all during this time of sorrow. I feel like we've lost like a relative, you know, a, yeah. a really dear loved one. What a sham of an episode that was. Our girl, Brienne, was the best evening, has the best evening of her life surrounded by all her BFFs for the first time ever, only to have Jamie turn into a drunken, peer-pressuring frat boy who's apparently only in the North for the pussy. The whole scene <laughs> suggested that he had to be drunk to get through what was coming, which is just disgusting. Plus, Jamie's little one-liner about I've never slept with a knight implied this, that he's a, cur- a carouser of the Tyrian variety rather than a seriously serial monogam- monogamist. Is it, ha- is it so hard to translate the fact that Brienne is the love of his life from page to screen? And say it together now. Brienne of Tarth does not beg. I have eyeballs. Like, I know what I saw. Like, that was not a lustful man just getting drunk to, like, bang some chick. Right. That was not what I saw. Yeah. I I didn't see it like that. Mm. Um, Jamie were just sort of delighted by her being a little drunk, you know? Mm. Like, it was more like they found her so, like, just, you know, they adorable. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I think because, too, that they showed it clearly that they were, like, sleeping together for a very long time yeah, after that. Yeah. That night, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it made it better. That and it, Tyrion kinda, was like, helping his brother out, too. Like, Tyrion was being a bit manipulative with the game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna be bitter as far if, as far as this TV series goes, Tormund was the better option. As, a red, as I am about JB, I know you'll cover them Minuete of this travesty with expertise, death, and nuance, as you always do. There's no, what nuance. I, no, there's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I really want to talk about is Miss Sunday. This series has given such short shrift to people of color, from its dearth of na- name, not white characters, to its infamous white savior complex. This series has been particularly bad by using the Dothraki mm-hmm. and the Unsullied as Danny's sacrificial lambs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, why were those kids in the North little racist to Masunday and Greg? Yes! Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! Racism is not innate, but culturally constructed. If those kids had never seen darker-skinned people before, they might have been questioning, but not scared for fuck's sake. Unless all, this all is, northerners are racist. <laughs> they must be. <laughs> all this suggests that in choosing to turn the show's only central women, woman of color into a captive in chains so shows a deep lack of decency. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but it suggests the showrunners have a complete inability to read the room mm-hmm. when it comes to the represent, representation of women, people of color, and gendered and racialized violence. <clears throat> Subtly aside, how the hell did Masunday even get kidnapped? Did the hand of God emerge from the heavens to pluck her out of the water and deliver her into Cersei's clutches? <laughs> cool. Yes. Yes. The hand of God from the stand coming down. Right. 
why did Danny not teach her son that when he's he hears his mom's translator, advisor, and general BFF say Jakaris that he should, you know, fire everyone on the ramparts, parroting failure 101. <laughs> None of this is just about our faves, faves getting their OTP or even staying alive until the end. It's about the cultural politics of adaptation, and it seems that God's ladies, lady knights, and lady advisors are constantly getting the worst deal. Mm-hmm. Love always seeing banana. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's fantasy, so it doesn't have to be that way. They make choices to make these things. Well, and even in this prequel, which I'm super not interested in, but I think, you know, the the makeup of the main cast is far more diverse than Game of Thrones. No, they just get writers that are diverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, More yeah, Yeah. probably more importantly, you know, yeah, behind the scenes. But again, it's just I—I I don't think I can—I couldn't enter this world in a on TV again. But yeah, um, you know, yeah. that at least is—you know—at least they're moving in that direction to make something more interesting. Hopefully, yeah. Got one from barely barely legible. It says, "Hey, y'all! First, I hope everyone is hanging in there and taking care of themselves after episode four was so dark and full of tears. I do have one question. With Bran, Sansa, Sam, Gilly, and possibly Brienne staying behind at Winterfell, what will they be even doing the next two episodes that could possibly be interesting? I'm assuming Bree will dry her tears and go try to save Jamie from himself, but everyone else, stay strong and hope to talk soon again. Well, I mean, that's sort of an interesting question, as I kind of wondered, you know, looking at the opening credits for next week, are we even going to see, you know, Sophie Turner and Gwendolyn in the credits? Like, are they even on the episode? They've already been forgotten, you know? Yeah, I think it'll be similar to episode, what, two and three, where we didn't see King's Landing at all. I think we won't see Winterfell at all this next episode. Because it's so much Winterfell, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I think it's going to be all King's Landing, and then the next episode, a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. All right, we got Darling of the Westerlands. Says, dear ladies and now frequent gents. <laughs> oh, new game alert! <laughs> oh, how quickly your joy turned to ashes in our mouth. As brutal as it was, and it was because I forced myself to watch that scene four times and cried each and every time. Oh my God, we did have faith in our golden boy. You know, I didn't even cry. I haven't cried about it. I've just been pissed. I've been so I've mad. I've depressed and mad. Yes. And about it. Yes. It is clear D&D are writing for moments, chucking plot out the window. Tom and Stahl in favor mm. of shock and the dreaded subversion. This will undoubtedly lead to awful out-of-character moments, but at least this means that we can't attribute usual logic to what we've just seen. For now, Jamie has left Brienne in spectacularly dickish fashion, but the Seven only knows what the script will demand him do next episode. Jamie and Cersei are probably going to die together, but with two episodes to go, I refuse to believe that leaving Brienne crying in the snow is the end of this slowest of slow burns that they've built up. 
Will Brienne follow him to King's Landing, wanting to save him, seeing as they basically made themselves Facebook official with their very public Winterfell fucked in? Will someone be entrusted to pass on the message that he truly loved her after all? Whatever happens, I'm calling it Oath Sex Baby Dude 2019, but that baby... That baby better not have his surname if he doesn't get a chance to apologize for trying to sneak off in the middle of the night. Thank you for keeping us sane after all these years. You're all the absolute best. Wish we could all get in our brand 9000 time travel back to two. My love, darling. So I wonder, is Bran going to tell her? Is that how she's going to know? That could be, which is Ugh. lame. Yeah, it's oh, super no. fucking lame. Yeah. I think it's Bran. I just want to know what Bran is smoking because I want some of that. He always talks We got one from Gatto, and Gatto says, Not a question, but wanted to tell you ladies and the occasional gents how you've been killing it all these years. Aww. Regardless of the fuckery that's happened on the show. I'm writing this the morning after episode four. I'm so happy to be a part of this fandom. It has been the best part. Aww. And as always, George, please finish writing the books. Gatto. Oh, you know, I love you, Gatto. <laughs> it's exceptionally cruel to think that we got this in the one episode. Like, I could have handled this <sighs> yeah. Yeah. moment if it had happened the next episode. To do it this episode was especially cruel. Yeah. Yes. I, I, was, I was joking around with a couple of friends. I was just like, we've waited, like, years for, like, we were so excited for, like, the after interviews and, like, all that stuff. And... For to have the focus be on them coming together as a couple, and instead the focus is on them, <laughs> Brian's heartache. Like, what the fuck? We waited so long just to like be depressed. Yeah, yeah this, we, we like, got moments. none of the joy. We got I guess, the joy. Didn't even I guess turn we should be glad that not. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. It totally did. And I guess we should be glad that they didn't knight her in the same episode as that. I mean, it's still bad. Oh. You know, honestly, you know, after he knighted her, everybody was saying at the next episode she was going to die. Yeah, and I'm honestly yeah. like, maybe she should have died. Yeah. 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 I would have taken that, like her yeah. dying in his arms or vice versa. Or yeah. Dying yes. yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, book Jamie Brienne says, sup, everyone. And I knew it was soon as I I knew it as soon as I saw the leaks and those didn't include the betrayal but what a hot shit show I can't even be happy that we got the bang that was promised be at what co- because at what cost mm. Brienne is the butt of bad jokes from Tyrion and gets dumped unless Jamie is pretending to get back into Cersei's good graces so she lowers her guard around him for him to kill her, and I hate that stupid prophecy, so I'm already being generous. I'm quitting this shit and never looking back. Also hated how Sansa saw her abuse as something positive that made her groan. What the fuck? D&D could make it a worm farm out of the ones eating their brains. My Sunday's death has to be the worst thing about tonight's episode. You got one woman of color on the show and kill her off. Bra fucking voo you absolute hats. This episode might have crossed the Rubicon for me personally, so glad it's only two episodes more and then we can burn this bridge and move back into fan fiction land. 
hopefully we'll all get through the next two weeks without mm-hmm. popping any forehead veins. Ooh, that's there's no guarantee too late. that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, yesterday my eyelid and my eyebrow were twitching so bad. I mean, I was like having my break because I get two breaks at work and I'm sitting there looking at my phone and it's like my eyelids are just twitching. <laughs> I woke up at 4.30 a.m. the other day. I I got maybe about three hours total last night. I woke up every like hour and a half last <laughs> night and I was just like, what the fuck? It's like my body is reacting like a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> I have y'all to understand this. Because, I mean, I've told personal friends that aren't even in fandom that haven't watched the show and they just think it's cute. Yeah, my sister is not sympathetic at all. She's like, you know it's a show, right? Like, fuck you. Like, you don't understand. so invested all these years. I've literally had to tell my... fucked with. Like, like our minds have been, like, we've been let on. Yeah, yeah. Years. I mean, we have, like, pretty much, this is, I mean, taken up a large chunk of our lives. I mean, yeah. look at Chicky. I mean, for us, I mean, you're looking at about maybe five, six years. Chicky has been like, like, what did she, she started around when Feast came out, I think. So it's been like 2005, 2006, right? So it's been like 14 years. Yes. I mean, yeah, what she said, it's like what it feels like. It feels like Jamie broke up with us. Yeah, like I was yeah. feeling like Brienne's like, like rejection and abandonment. Like that's what yes. I felt like I was feeling. Like I was going through. Yes. I mean, when I saw her cry, I was I just I got pissed. I was just like, you made her fucking cry. Yeah, nobody does yeah. that. Yes. Oh, oh all right. So Anon says, I'm heartbroken, ladies and gents. Jamie broke Brienne's heart in the cruelest way. He slept with her and left, leaving her in shambles. I never wanted to see Brienne cry in this way, and this has destroyed me. Even if he kills Cersei and lives and finishes some sort of half-baked redemption arc, I don't know if I can forgive Larry for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that we didn't really talk yeah. about. It's like, you know... Jamie and Brienne know each other's secrets. They know each other's stories. Like, for him to... Like, why would he lie to her? He would never lie to her. Like, that's not what they are to each other. Like, I don't even... Like, even from a, I'm going to protect you. And, like, she would never accept it. She would be like, no, I'm fucking your ride or die, and we're going to do this together. Yeah, and they just basically defeated the impossible, and he thinks that Mm -hmm. he needs a protector. Yeah. He's like a non-issue. Like, yeah, she could crush Cersei, like. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, any any angle you look at this is stupid. Yeah. All right, um, my last one on Tumblr actually came from the podcast last week, and it's from Sophia B. It says, hi, dearies, love the podcast, and you have the best theories. Smart women with TOG are my kink. Can you please not include fat shaming in your episodes? Oh, Why did we read this one? <laughs> I'm sorry. Discussing the Sam, that Sam is safer because he had one more piece of pie is so funny, not funny. Despite the character it's a little being funny. Sorry. Food in, an epic, in an epic battle against the bajillion zombies, the outcome without logic is that Sam just isn't going to die. No pie involved. Blame, writing, okay. not mm. I. 
No, you know what? Kama tried to like give me some advice to take the high road on this one, and I'm not. I'm just not. It was a fucking joke, and it was not to be. Dis- it wasn't disparaging. It wasn't cruel. It wasn't rude. It was a joke, and I'm not sorry. So meh. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I, I didn't find it offensive. I'm pretty much married to Sam. I mean, Mr. Eon. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Also, I really enjoyed Fat Thor, and I thought it was awesome and not offensive at all. Pull <laughs> 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 it out there as well. <laughs> Lighten up, please. There just, are like bigger hills to die on. <laughs> exactly. Look what just happened in this episode. We just had to deal with. <sighs> Anyway, thanks for your mail. Okay. So, we have more email to go through. Okay, so the first one is from Alisane, who's been writing us quite regularly. And I had to cut it down, Alisane. I'm so sorry. We have so much to get through. But basically, the gist is that she's like so happy to be geeking out with us and having some A Song of Ice and Fire intellectual conversation. And then that Devin, she says, we need more of you. We loved your thoughts on Theon, who's in my top five favorite book character show adaptions. Rest in peace, Theon. What is dead may never die. Um, and then she says, as much as I enjoy your show reviews, I can't wait until you return to the books. And I look forward to seeing whose point of view you delve into next. And then we have comma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have comma. Hi, ladies and occasional gents. My heart goes out to all of you. My expectations and hope for the show died a few years ago. I guess one tiny benefit of having had all of your other faves butchered by D&D in their schlocky pursuit of unanchored moments of shock and awe is that I finally found detachment. I feel terrible for all JB fandom, though I am sending you all virtual hugs. I know you're going to be focused on JB stuff. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention how appalling it was of them to have Sansa imply that grooming, physical and mental abuse and rape were necessary for her to grow up. Would love to hear your thoughts on that little bird exchange. And I think we did cover it, yeah. Kama. Yeah. I just want to tell Kama thank you for for calling me and Clotho and talking. Yes. About oh, that was that helped that night. Yeah. She, she told us that and I really did take that to heart and that's really helping me yeah. that's great okay so we have Shelby's email as mentioned um, hey guys Shelby here long time no read I knew I had to hit you all up with the bang that was promised when the, way, bang of the, when the bang that was promised went down so here I am I'm glad that JB is officially officially canon but why do it like this also parting me for being petty well, why the fuck did Gendra get their long-ass sex scene with side boob and confirmation that Arya tops Gendry, but with JB, we only get a two-second makeout session mm-hmm. and no confirmation as to who tops who? I <laughs> 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 like that. I mean, obviously it's Brienne, but I need that canon confirmation. You wouldn't get it on the show anyway, shall we, my dear? <laughs> as for the last scene, I'm sure y'all have spent most of the podcast doing the ranting and raving for me. So here, I'll just say it. JB fan, we deserve fucking better. What the fuck was that? I'm in the bargaining <laughs> stage and telling myself that it's just a misdirect and it's in character for Jamie to push her away to try to protect her from Cersei. But honestly, I do not trust D&D. It's quite possible that they're giving us some love triangle bullshit where Jamie, oh, I'm sorry, Larry is legit stuck between choosing Cersei and Bree. He goes to Cersei to save her, but he ends up killing Cersei at the last second in an attempt to subvert expectations. Because who needs good writing when you have shock value? Still, <laughs> even if it is misdirect, he made Brienne cry. Fuck that mm-hmm. shit. 
Right. I'm sure JB will be Endgame because Nicholas Calder and CW was way too excited about the season. He's a bigger JB stan than any of us could ever be. But the melodrama is t- um, t- starting uh, taking to get the Endgame is just a uh, fuck that. This is poorly written fanfic. Please make it stop. Um, I don't know if y'all say really uh, not safe for work stuff on podcasts. I'll just gloss over this. I don't even know what's coming, so I'm gonna gonna keep going. Please forgive me, sex after this. A long ass sex scene where Jamie eats Brienne out. <laughs> <laughs> she sits on his face. And hides it. <laughs> Feet have earned it. (laughs) You all probably saw this tweet on Tumblr, but I thought it was hilarious, so I thought I'd attach it here because it cheered me up, and it's a pretty good one. So the tweet says, My girl Brienne outside in a house coat. I hate dick. That's what dick does. It has you outside old ass north in a house coat as a one handed dude where he's going. Oh, anyway, uh, they legit had Brienne crying out in a house coat. Uh, anyway, good luck. Uh, keep up the good work. Love you guys. P.S. The only worse goodbye than JB's was John and Ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> and oh, yeah, at least. That brought me to tears. God. Yeah, at least uh, Jamie touched Brienne. John didn't even touch Ghost. Ugh. Yeah, but at least John didn't lie to Ghost. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 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 okay, so we have another one from Catherine Bark. Uh, Catherine. Uh, Hi, ladies and occasional gents. You know, maybe we should have taken it as a sign when the JB love scene was not only ridiculously short, but immediately cut to a John Danny scene. Yeah. Also very grumpy that some of us were proved right about Larry's return to Electric Boogaloo. I'm not holding my breath for satisfying resolution on this one. And then we have Violetta. Hello, ladies and occasional gents. I've wanted to say a huge thank you for your podcast. I've been a listener since the summer of 2014 and have been eagerly awaiting the latest God episode because of certain spoilers about our favorite couple. Needless to say, Sunday night was a roller coaster of emotions. I went from pure joy when the photo leaked to absolute rage and disgust as the episode ended. Can this mess still be fixed? Why do D&D always ruin everything? Anyway... The show is garbage, as always, but mm-hmm. I still have a lot of hope that Jamie and Brienne will have a much better story in the books. Whatever George has in mind for them, it has to be better than this. Thank yeah. you for always making valid points about the show, books, and the best ship ever. Your podcast is a gift and such a joy to listen to. You know, I really wish these last two episodes would just leak now together so we could just like get a over with yeah, and process it, you know? Well, like, that would be know such a gift. Sure. Yeah, I want to know for sure. Well, I know, like, with the leaks that have happened for the past two weeks, whoever leaks them, they're wanting money. So, I mean, yeah, maybe Thai we'll... people. <laughs> yeah, the Thai <laughs> people. So maybe we should just pay the, to- the Thai <laughs> people to get us out of our misery. Yeah. yeah. Still working. <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter for leaks. We get a GoFundMe account. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, it was a nice email to end on. Thank you. Oh, that's it? That's it. (laughs) That's all the mail we got? (laughs) You guys need a a break for water? Um, So if you, too, would like to write to us, 
you can find us at close the door and at gmail.com or at close the door and come here on Tumblr. You can also tweet to us at door podcast. Um, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and all the places. And you can also support the podcast by co- by becoming a Patreon. You can find us at Close the Door and Come Here there as well. Well, ladies and occasional gents, um, this was a rough one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the rough, probably the roughest of all. So thank you all for um, kind of talking it through with me. I mean, it definitely helped get yeah. out some rage. So I hope yeah. it yeah. You guys that, too. It helps the listeners too. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit therapeutic. And like the really like that I think I said it before we got we record it tonight. The only reason I came here was because I kept thinking of all those people out there who yeah. don't have, you know, family or friends or yeah. a whole internet community to unhash all this crap out with. That's that's what we are. So yeah, yeah. that's why we've talked about not doing the last two episodes, and I think um, we kind of landed on no, nope, we're we're in it to the end. So just yeah, you know, we're whatever. Gonna do it. These yeah. last two shit show episodes, um, you know, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm trying to imagine scenarios that are worse than I can imagine, and I haven't yet. So I, I think um, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be we'll be here. Perfect, yeah. and, oh. And in the spirit of giving credit to Twitters, um, that one that was about Brienne outside in her house coat um, uh, was Anti Ray of Castamere at Y A Y underscore I T S R A I. So I actually have that one. Yeah, so and cool. follow and her. And too, I think before we before we close the door, um, I just want to give a shout out to Genmo too because mm-hmm. this is the last show episode that I think you're on. Yeah. And um, you have done, you know, the God's work and getting us spoilers and, <laughs> and compiling spoilers and leaks and, and all of that. Yeah. over the It's really been like just invaluable to us. So I just want to uh, thank you for for all of that and hanging in there with us. And, you know, I mean, it'd be nice if you could deliver us good news, but you can't change reality. You really are yeah. our, our fifth beetle. Don't tell Gato or Devin. <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> we love you. you. Count about as well as D and D can count months. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, with that, I am closing the door. Get out. <laughs>